So I have a pair of pants that I just leave on the ground next to my desk because I'm like, just in case. Yeah, well, the garage is right there, pants. and if I need to walk out the door, like I'm not, I don't want to go out in sports shorts. If so there's I like a fire, sure. Shut up. So uh, <laughs> the other day, I was like, oh, I got pants downstairs, so I'll just go downstairs, grab the pants, walk out the door, and then I came downstairs and I was about to grab the pants. I'm like, oh, it's been in there for a while, like. I should probably like smash it around a little bit, maybe like flick it out, make sure there's no <laughs> bugs in it. I lift up the pants. As soon as I lift up the pants, there's just a spider underneath it. Right. Your mom would have died. Now, <laughs> the story comes out because I just turned on my light and there was a huge spider web on the light. Mm. All right. Now I'm super I got blue. attacked by my fourth spider cricket in the shower today. And then wow. it also drowned. Fourth one to drown. Wow. Did it climb out of the spout like they do? No. Man, this one they do got that. tricky. It was like in between the shower curtains and like jumped out at me. It's terrifying. Ooh. <laughs> but you They're... won. You got them. Yeah. <laughs> Forecast episode 137. The Forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced, streamed, and sometimes released on Thursdays. We are a community people love exploring, discussing all kinds of things from video games and board games to film and TV to our everyday life experiences. If you'd like to know more, more about what we do, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash the Horizon FB, or you can come hang out in our Discord channel, or you can check out our website at withhorizon.com. We have a ton of original content for you to browse through, one of which is our recent uh, RPG cast, The Discord and Signal. Check that out. Uh, I think the most recent episode just went live like, uh, yeah, like 20 minutes ago. Uh, wow. Additionally, nice. whatever podcasting or whatever we are talking about is pushed out to whatever podcasting app you are using. I am Aaron, joined by a couple additional peeps. Chad? What it do? Alex? What it do? Frank? Wow. What does it do? Owen? Hello, guys, gals, non-binary pals. Owen, you broke it! Ruined it. Kick him off. He's off the cast. <laughs> what uh, do my non-binary pals do? Yeah, there we go. That, that's that, fair. That's that's good. Jake? Uh, oh, shit. What does it do? Oh, Caleb. That me. It do. <laughs> Nailed it. We did it. Uh, he could not do the that's me thing, though. Yeah. <laughs> still keep it. <laughs> of course. We'll add a little comma in there. And it's then... nice to have your own thing that yeah. you say. That way people get your, you know... Get what up. you're about. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, understand yeah, yeah. what Caleb's saying. I don't think Owen's anybody knows who off. I am on this podcast. I don't really have like a. <laughs> I've been meeting. meaning to ask, who the hell are you? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> he is I just, our in leader. The in the background, trying to just do transitions, which I suck at, but hey, it's my job, guys. That's nah, what I'm here for. Fine. You're doing a great uh, job. Oh, and let's start this week with eating money, shall yeah. we? Yeah. Are you going to do this live on Twitch? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Okay, so uh, this is this is part news, part uh, live uh, reaction here. Um, as some of you may know, there is some of this wonderful um, Pokemon Oreos. Oh yeah. Uh, it was Why? it's Oreos. There's Pokemon stamped on them. Some of the Pokemon are more rare than others. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, these things were going crazy. Like I could sell one of these for like 120 bucks. No way. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, and if you Why? got a mythical Mew, you could sell it for a thousand dollars. And Get and guess what, motherfuckers? Guess what I opened in my first box? No way! No way! Look at this. I I'm gonna try oh, to. Yeah, that, that's I'm sorry. not gonna come what Alice found in our first box. <laughs> Look at this on the podcast. I'm trying. Yeah, you I'm gotta. To... Yeah, you, no, you yeah, gotta get see it. it right up. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Now put your hand behind it. Put your hand behind it. Your other hand. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. Oh, that's you professional. Um, <laughs> golf claps. So golf claps. Uh, yeah. this is this is the rarest. Uh, is is the Mew? Uh, it used to go for like a thousand dollars on eBay last week, and now it's going for three bucks. So this is me eating three dollars. Man, imagine if you'd have just people... eaten that last week. <laughs> Holy crap! Yeah. Did people Watch not understand how up. rare it was? They just assumed it was rare, and then they were charging a thousand dollars for it. He's busy eating three dollars, Alex. Give the I man am. a break. I'm busy eating three dollars. This is great. And then, yeah, too. Yeah. And then, like, people kept on buying them, and they're like, "Oh wait, there's actually a lot of these." <laughs> yeah, people thought it was rare, um, and like there wouldn't be a lot of them. And I think a lot of that had to do with the. Um, Nabisco worker strike that was happening at the time. Ah. So there wasn't a lot of product going out, and also a lot of people were like, hey, don't fucking buy the product, because we're trying to support the workers here from Nabisco. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is why I didn't buy any last week. I bought some this week after the strike was over. Um, but I mean, like, it was sold out uh, at my uh, grocery store. Like, I could tell why well, I, I walked in you could see all the, like, the displays where they put it all out, and literally there were three packs left, and I bought the last three packs, uh, and so I was like, "These are mine." Uh, and You're ridiculous. Yeah. You are. You, you buy you buy Oreos by like multiple packs. Uh, <laughs> it was buy two get one free, so oh. I was like, "Yeah, dude, I, guess I got I'll... a I got a pack of Oreos in, in like." My cupboard that's been there for like six months. I can't wow. get rid of them. No, there's no way a pack of Oreos would last in this house. Okay, for so like six theoretically, mm-hmm. if somebody took this thing that was worth a thousand dollars and it just made it just stayed at that level, yeah. How in the world would they keep it from just crumbling into pieces or turning into mold? Or I guess Oreos yeah, I just know. last forever. I mean, Oreos well, probably. Well, I got bag, vacuum got this, seal. This nice Ooh. little plastic bag. That I was keeping mine in for this segment, and I, I bet that you could you leave an Oreo on a counter for no, like I years, think, and it'd look I the same. <laughs> they get that guy who put the hot dog in resin. Yeah, yeah. get the, get the oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. resin guy. Put the yeah, Oreo in resin. Mm-hmm. There you yeah. go. I think that's the way to go. Yeah. Hey, let's move on to what you've been playing lately, and Alex, we're gonna start with you this week, and I really hope the one thing you have listed in your thing in your list here is the only thing you're gonna talk about. Yeah, I mean, I want to talk about Deathloop, but we're gonna. You have a larger have segment on game? that later. Hold on. I think we need to pause. I pretty much just, just only played Deathloop, and then I happened to play this yesterday, so now it's on my list. Wow. <laughs> I think we all need to pause for effect, because this is like yeah. the first time in the history of this podcast that you haven't had, I don't know, less than uh, three games? Four games? Twelve. Twelve games. <laughs> Doubtful. No, I just talk about accurate. every game for a long time. I, I mean, <laughs> to, to put it in perspective, Alex He's a has so gamer. much less stuff mm-hmm. to talk about that we had to pull in Frank, a completely new person, just to add more content <laughs> yeah. into our podcast. Yeah, Frank's, mm-hmm. Frank's been on like, whoa, whoa. How many podcasts would you say Frank's been that, on? That's a different Frank. This is the all new Frank. Look at yeah, this. Yeah, this is new look Frank. at the shades, okay? <laughs> this is new Frank. Yeah. This is Ghost in the Shell Frank. Yeah. That's right. That's Frank's always been really. <laughs> this, this you is, don't see you know, my swords don't... too. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh yeah. We got a weeb in our midst. Uh, <laughs> that's guys. That's not till film. That's not till film. Um. Yeah. I played a game entitled Roll. 
in which you roll dice. Um, Man, it sounds fun. Can, can it's, we, how did you go from cookie clicker last time to rolling dice this time? Uh, I don't know. So I, <laughs> I've decided that influencers are good at marketing 30. because I saw some video of some guy playing roll and then I went and bought it. So this, it's, this is the reason why I hate people, Alex. Right there, you watch an <laughs> influencer, and then you go buy whatever they're playing. Stop it's, it! It's five dollars, so it's also a five dollar purchase, like Cookie Clicker. Um, the game's pretty interesting, though. Like the concept is, it's essentially a roguelike uh, deck builder, sort of, except for you have dice, dice builder, I suppose. Dice. Um, you start with one dice. That's one to six, and there's a shop. And you roll the dice, and whatever value you get on the dice goes to your, like, money, your points that you get. And then you can go spend those in the shop to upgrade your dice. So you can get more dice, you can change faces into, like, multipliers, you can add things to dice, like, um, you can add weights to certain faces, you can add multipliers to numbers that are on the faces. Um, then it gets starts getting, like, really complicated, where it's like, alright, if you roll a straight then all the numbers in the straight get moved up two values uh, for addition, for next rolls. Um, there's like re-rollers. There's all sorts of like crazy upgrades you put on your dice. And the whole goal is you only have uh, 2,500 rolls and you're just trying to get the highest score possible. Wait, you so, play this game one time and then you're done playing this game? No, you, you do like runs. So you have 2,500 rolls in a run huh. and you start with one die that's one to six and you end with like... I my first run I ended with forty six million points, so it okay. scales like exponentially. Like your by roll, you mean like each individual die that is rolled is a roll. The number a roll just is keep like getting bigger. You roll all your die as as one thing, and that is a roll. And how many? How many? You get twenty five hundred of those. Twenty five hundred rolls. How long does a run take? Uh, it took me like ninety minutes, but I was going pretty slow because I didn't really know what the upgrades did. Ninety minutes of rolling dice. I'm just um, saying. Yeah, I mean it's it's pretty cool. It's basically like a uh you you have to decide when to stop spending money on upgrades and when to start just rolling out to try to get a high score. So I think when I played around seven hundred rolls left in the in the stack, I just held the button to roll and let it accumulate up to forty six million. Um it's pretty cool. So you essentially just you essentially just kind of played a uh, like RNG loot based game that's just been boiled down to its core. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. like it's like deconstructed, deconstructed deck building game, except for its dice. And the goal is and just points. Just the score. goal is just high score. Then, then then why are you calling it? A, you don't, a deck you don't like it because there's no end goal. Yeah. Just look yeah, how big my number I can is. See. It probably doesn't have like a, a very long lasting effect, I would guess. Like you're probably going to play it a couple times and be done. I started another run today, but then ran out of time. Mm -hmm. But the guy I watched play got like 10 million and I got like 46 million. So I felt pretty good. And that put, me, that, that put me like <laughs> easily. There's a leaderboard at the end. And there are people with like quintillions of points, so there are much really there are better the, strategies that I've not yeah. figured out yet. <laughs> there um, but I was around like twelve hundred something on the leaderboard, so that's pretty wow. cool. Wow, 
probably only like twelve hundred people that played that game, but yeah, twelve like <laughs> twelve hundred and five. But hey, you're still beating a few people. That's what's that's what matters. Yeah, uh, I'll go next. Only played two things. One of which I launched today and uh, made my Amazon character. Uh, Diablo Two Resurrected dropped today on Battle.net. Um, importantly, they had a bunch of launch issues. No surprise there. What? They have had people who have built characters, played a lot, logged out, logged back in. Everything is wiped. So, so that's oh. fun. Yikes. Yep. They've also had issues with people logging on because, of course, why would you be able to play with, like, why would you play Diablo without logging on? You have to log on. There is, a, there is an option for offline character creation, but it does not include, include cross uh, progression. So if you want to play on multiple devices, it has to be an online character. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you're playing a single player game. Like, if you wanted to play one with multiplayer, I would understand that. But if you're just playing a single player, I would love for there to just be cross progression if I don't have to have it registered as an online player. Well, mm-hmm. I just, I think the online part is how are you going to get your save onto other devices if you're not talking to a, a cloud somewhere? Well, I mean, like anything, you're, when you close your game, you're updating to a cloud service. I mean, you're playing you're playing the game on Steam or on Blizzard. You're updating to yeah. a cloud service at, at arbitrary points. You don't necessarily need to be logged in all the time to make sure that you can have cross-progression enabled. That's fair. But either way, uh, I think they fixed most of their issues. They were offline for about an hour and a half today uh, over lunch. I think they launched at 10 a.m. No, 8 a.m. Pacific time. So game's been live for a little bit. Just looking at the first cinematic, I'm freaking pumped yeah, are you for this game. Your pants? Oh, dude. That cinematic they- looks so good. I don't know how they made it look so good, but they are very, very good at cinematics. Blizzard is like the best in the industry at cinematics. I don't understand how they do it. Uh, Riot's pretty good. It's, man, it was incredible. I'm just, I'm talking about in like, as a, from a technical standpoint. Yeah. Mm. The, the detail on that man's face was, whew, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> like their CG is crazy. Yeah. Uh, I also sure. decided not to play a barbarian for the first time in my Diablo career. That is weird. Oh my yeah. god. What? Very strange. Yes, I know. I know. I I need to stop running away from the group, so I decided to play an Amazon. What? So I'm just going to backline. No. Yeah. It's important. I get dogged for this all the time. I need to I need to better myself, guys. So this is how I'm doing it. I'm playing an Amazon okay. this go around. I hope it works out for you. This brings a tear to my eye. <laughs> <laughs> there was like a handful of times we were playing Guild Wars 2 where all of a sudden it was like, "Wait, why why is Aaron up there fighting that mob when we're not even done fighting this mob yet? The point of the Barbarian is you can't stop, okay? <laughs> you just got to keep rolling. As the Amazon, you can chill for a little bit and you know, hang out with the group. You just keep rolling. Yeah, you keep like, rolling. Once you pop the phone, don't stop! <laughs> I also, about, uh, let's see, about three, four weeks ago, well, actually, four, three or four weeks now, Gail, uh, Chad and Alex's mom, has been consistently saying, hey, I... I don't want to pressure you, but you should get Guild Wars 2 and play online. Oh with my me. god, dude, she's such a pusher. <laughs> he really is. Like we were talking to her the other day, and she's like, "You guys should get Guild Wars 2. And I'm like, "I, I'm, I'm okay." And she's like, "No, you don't understand." <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, I'm just really not kind of into this." She's like, "It's not an MMO, you know. It's all this stuff." All of a sudden, I, I went to go like make a sandwich. I turn around, Ashley's like downloading it. <laughs> and I, she I'm really? like, yeah, she was. She was like looking into it, and she's like, "This seems pretty cool." And I'm like, "Hey, <laughs> go for it." Cool. I'm like, "Go, go for it." Like, but I'm that. That's gonna be all. That ain't gonna be me. 
I'm just gonna be sitting over here in my sunglasses. Yeah, I think I think Gail just uh, misses the days of everyone being on the MMOs <laughs> with her, and is now just like, "Hey, uh, come on back, come on back, back too." I probably wouldn't have bought it, but then of course she got her two sons involved. Well, one of them specifically, and he's like, "Yo, hey, here's the code, bro. It's like 15 bucks. You can buy the game plus an expansion." <laughs> And I was like, okay, all right, fine, whatever. So I bought it. And then I immediately just used the character boost to get my character to level 80. And literally the first thing we did was go play a bunch of PvP. I've oh. never played this game in my Woo! life. I don't That's play MMOs. The... Those are choices, friend. Yeah. Why'd you PvP. jump into PvP? I don't yeah. know. That's what they wanted to do. I'm sitting here reading about, like, the 10 skills I have on my hotbar, plus yeah. the, like, ult or whatever it is where you swap to a different mode, and then those five skills... Oh my gosh, I thought Dota was complex in terms of learning yeah, that. Nah. <laughs> Man, it's, that's a lot. And then but, you gotta yeah, learn but, yeah, multiple which, classes and, wait, and which, start swapping between those. So I do have a question though. So yeah. which is saltier, uh, Dota 2 or Guild Wars 2 PvP? Saltier? Yeah. Oh, D Dota. Yeah, it's Dota, period. How in many fact, more Russians super play Dota. Guild Wars 2? <laughs> we actually... Honestly, I don't know. We don't get yelled at all the time, but like apparently when I was playing last night, that was the first time that they had been like uh, any any sort of commentary in we, mm -hmm. yeah chat. We had some like positive interactions with people or nothing from people up until Aaron played last night, <laughs> and then <laughs> Just it really was y'all suck, Aaron, because y'all suck, LMAO, play. get good, etc. And then. Yeah. That guy that was doing that, we fought him again several rounds later and won. And he said, y'all still suck, though. And I was like, <laughs> wow. You I was like, uh... He's just like, at the end of the day, no matter what, I got him. Yeah. It was, I guess I just, I just attract those people when I play games because they show up and they yell at me. The dude mm -hmm. lost to two people who have, like, little concept of the game. Somebody who just started playing the game at, like an hour ago. My actual Somebody first who doesn't really play the game at all. Guild Wars 2. And I'm then, fighting you. <laughs> and, then, and then me, who I, I would say I'm pretty confident in PvP. But, like, and he's gonna say we suck? Yeah, I mean, yes, That's I suck. Rude. You're like, correct. Yeah, we're brand no. new. I, so, I, I've been thinking about starting up a new business. This is kind of a tangent outside of guild wars 2 but i've been starting about uh thinking about starting up a uh like anti-troll business mm. where like you just hire people like me and and i just join your lobby i join your party i join your team i might not be great at the game like i'm i'm decent at most games but you know like i i don't clap headshots 24 7 like chad over here mm -hmm. but like you know i do all right but the thing is it's like trolls oh i love them because it's like I, I just love fucking with them. I just love spinning it right, right, right back around on them. Yeah. I like. I remember the first time I played. Um, what was that game with all the uh, ancient gods and stuff? Smite. 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 Yeah. Uh, first time I played Smite, this guy like I never played a MOBA in my life. I mean, the first time you play a MOBA, it's like it's like somebody just picked you up off the street and threw you into the jungles of Nam, like. You don't know what the fuck is going on. You don't know what anything does. There's like 15 different menus. Why does that guy have a raccoon tail on his helmet? I don't know, but it's fucking... I don't know. You're just running around. And then this guy just starts, you know, trolling. And then I just, like, troll back. And then this guy, I, I just sucked him in. Like, I, I, I just lured him into my trap. I was like, Shelob, just bringing friggin' dudes into, their, into my lair. And then proceeded to distract this guy to the point that we won the game. There you go. 
So you just, I, you know, you get you get some trolls. I think this is a good business model. I like this. Just bring you in, have you target the trolls? I, I, yeah, I'm on board. Yeah. People do this enough on their own for free already. That <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't yeah, be a viable. I mean, most people play video games for business free, opportunity, but but people are making money off of that. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. People play people pay for boosters all the time. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, the only other thing I'll say about this is after we got in with PvP, we instantly went into fractals, which is like I guess dungeons or raids essentially. We get into the first one. I'm like, wow, this seems kind of crazy. What's like, I've never seen anything like this. What's going on? Chad's like, yeah, welcome to end game content. I have been playing this game all of like an hour and a half. And we're playing, we literally played the hardest one that exists for like two hours. Wow. I still didn't know what I was doing when we were done. Not, no, no, really where yeah. to go. So here, there, huh? here's, here's the, the thing about this. We played down. like the first fractal, which is pretty easy. It was a, a lava one. You kind of run through it. Yeah. Like nothing really major is happening. There's a few mechanics that are like really cool, uh, such as like the boss will bubble themselves and try to go towards a human that's at the edge of the little cliff thing that you're on. And if they get to it, um, they will heal back 25% health. But if you auto attack it, the 30, it, it'll break the, the shell open. So it's like nothing. Ma it's like little things like that. That's nothing major. Uh, after we get out of that one, Alex goes, but us in Sunqua. So we go to Sunqua, which is the hardest fractal that they have released. Like the veterans of Guild Wars have called this harder than most raid content. Uh, and we try, we like get through most of it and we're like, okay, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's pretty good. And then we get to the last boss. And when we're on last boss, the first like phase happens and we lost it at like three times in a row. And then we like started to beat it. He like jumps up and away. And then comes back to the middle. I'm like, all right, now for the hard phase. Aaron goes, what? <laughs> hard phase? <laughs> so we lost that like three or four times in a row. And then we got to the third phase of this. And I was like, okay, welcome to the harder phase. And Aaron was like, what are you talking about harder phase? Yeah, like, man. It literally just had nothing things... to do with like, the, the phases weren't even a problem. Like, I understand the mechanics like moving around, healing, breaking, all of that. But then it comes to understanding which of the 15 skills I have, and based mm. on that cooldown, I can cast to do the things that I need to do in-game at the right time. I finally figured out what the break skill was. That's, you know what? We've, we've made progress. I'll take it. Uh, there is a mechanic in the game that you use specific skills like knockdowns, chills, confusion, etc. And there's a break bar on the uh, boss that you uh, basically deplete. And once you deplete it, it stuns the boss and, or makes the boss more vulnerable. It depends on what what dungeon you're in. Uh, on top of all of this, uh, Fractals is also a place where you're supposed to start getting Agony Resist. And Agony is um, a kind of damage over time that applies to you and will never come off of you if you get hit by it, if you don't have Agony Resist. And, of course, Aaron being a new character and being boosted up to level 80, he only had, like, the starter 80 gear, and so he had zero Agony Resist. And he's playing a cloth character, so mm. he has, like, little armor. And then on top of that, we put him into a skill where he's going to deplete, like, over 90% of his health in order to res somebody. <laughs> so It worked out great, guys. It worked out great. That sounds like a good time. Not going to lie. Chad, how about you? What have you been playing? So I've been playing a little bit of Guild Wars. Oh, yeah, Guild Wars. <laughs> cool. It's cool. cool. Yeah, cool. I don't... Remember when you guys went down to Cassie and Sam, but I feel like I started kind of around then. Uh, that was Labor Day. Yeah. How long ago was that? 
couple Whatever. weeks. Three weeks. Uh, I kind of started getting back in it around that time because um, the elite specializations were announced uh, coming in End of Dragon and the betas were coming. Uh, so for right now, what you can do is you can go on to Guild Wars and if you've purchased End of Dragon, I think it's if you purchase it, um, you can play uh, three different class types. So there's the warrior that has like the gun blade. So think Ruby. Uh, there's like a Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's Final Fantasy too. Um, there's the Revenant that has a great sword now. Um, and then there's an Elementalist that has a hammer now. And so I was testing out that a little bit, and uh, I was actually because the Revenant's getting a great sword, and I've always wanted a great sword legendary. I farmed out a legendary because I had a ton of stuff over the nine years that I've been playing that game. Um, and then of course my mom was like, "Well, I want a legendary." And so I had to help her get a legendary, and that was Fun. that was a trip. That sure. took a little. That took a little bit. Um, Dota two off and on. Feel like more off than on lately. Y'all, y'all been getting back into the Dota. What's up with that? Yeah, I don't know. It's a good game, man. Dota's a good game. Good. I think Is some it? would say some would say it's the best <laughs> game ever made. <laughs> it is the greatest video game of all time. <laughs> Uh, how many different Alex? Do you remember the number you came up with? How many different hero uh, configurator uh, no. compositions there were for Radiant versus Dire? It's like in the trillions, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, no I shit. Never... I mean, I mean, there's like how many heroes in that game? Like a hundred, hundred and ten, Yeah. Yeah, and then you got two different sides. Like, fuck, dude, that's yeah. infinity as far as I'm concerned. I sure <laughs> as hell ain't gonna play in all them combinations. Alex 119 might, with the amount of harness that he's got. But... Eleven trillion two hundred seventy nine billion nine hundred twenty six million four hundred fifty six thousand six hundred fifty six combinations. Thank you. Mm, hundred twenty one. I like that it's a whole number. <laughs> yeah, whole number, whole number. Absolutely. It's I mean, just a solid get... game. It's not a solid game. Oh man, it is. It is. That's so good. Every single time I hear you guys talk about that game, there's always a meta going on. And I feel like a game that has a meta that's always changing is not a solid game. I feel like most games that have any any amount of competitive edge have some sort of meta going on. There's always a gun that's better. There's always a ability that's better. There's always a character that's better. Okay, so any game that can last for a long period of time has a shifting meta. And if they don't, it probably just gets stagnant and then it yeah, just it gets, goes away. It gets stale and then people stop playing it. I yep. feel like even like, like I think of CSGO, which is like one of the games that is pretty basic, that also has like damage shift and meta changes. Yeah, minor yeah. with the weapons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you bring up paladins? Like, you know, anything I just, about paladins. <laughs> I just if the meta say, exists or yeah. shifts or. But like the thing is, the thing is like with CSGO, right? Like, it's still, the M16 and the AK-47 is, like, the go-to. Everyone's always like, oh, yeah, I want to get that. And they have their preferences. But it's like, the op has never gone out of of meta. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's harder to, uh, harder to make things consistent in Dota because such a minor change can change things across the board because the characters are so different. Because people are fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that, too. I think the the craziest change ever was when they raised uh, Nature's Prophet's base attack by like two, and then he was like the most powerful oh, hero in the patch for yeah. a couple weeks until they did something about it. Two point, two whole points base attack. <laughs> and there's always the crazy. joke about like the the meme from Doom when they raised his armor by one. 
<laughs> yeah, now every single time there's a patch where they raise somebody's armor by one, the same meme comes up. He's literally taking no damage. <laughs> it's a good game. I will I will say the the thing about Dota is that I I don't play it enough to know what I'm doing, but yeah. when I make a good play, I know it and I I, I feel good about it. Mm-hmm. It feels so good. The yeah, highs are so, so high in Dota. Is the I problem? Think the, the, the highs problem are so they're high. so infrequent. They're so infrequent, and the lows, and the lows are, so are really low. fucking low. The lows are super <laughs> low. deep, dude. Like Mariana, Mariana Trench ain't got shit when yeah. I'm getting friggin' railed in Dota. I think to go back to the initial question that you posed, though, Frank, is like, why, why are we getting back into it so much? Um, for me, I stopped really playing the three position and up, and so I wasn't really the carry anymore. And what I felt, does that mean? I felt so... <laughs> There's like the carry, then there's the soft carry, and then there's like the the middle laner, and then there's the two supports, right? You at least know that, correct? I I I know what those words mean. I didn't I I, I, I didn't know that that was like a composition. Yeah, position one one through five. Position two is like a mid ganker. Position three is an off laner. Position four is soft support, and position five is your hard support. Obviously, the the numbers Mm. one through five represent farm priority. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I started playing the five and Get four position. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not farming much anymore. But the five and four positions, I think, are the best playmakers of the game because if you choose a character that is able to stun or, um, you know, force the team to attack you and have your carry come in and mop the floor with them, it, like you were saying, it feels really good when you set up those plays. And so, mm-hmm. uh, for a while there, um. I was getting really good plays, and then and then for a while there, there was a lot of L's. <laughs> it's weird. We go on like eight game win streak, and then we go eight game lose streak, and it's like, holy, can this be spread? Can I like win lose win lose win lose? Can it can it not no, be like? <laughs> I think a significant thing that's happened over the years is they've done a lot to make playing support not awful. Yeah, like supports actually have gold now because like TPs are free when you die. Uh, wards are free. Uh, sentries killing are cheap. Enemy wards is you get uh, gold. Killing from enemy that. wards, you get gold, so you're incentivized to do that. You get gold mm. from stacking. Like when the, your carry takes a stack that you made, you get gold from that. So yeah, I I, I always felt bad when like I was playing support because you know I don't know what I'm doing. So you guys always maybe play support. <laughs> so like like when, whenever it, it, it was like the five of us, it it'd be like I'd be like, hey guys, can I play like sniper mid and they're like no <laughs> i don't think we ever just said no why don't you why don't you play disruptor and just stay bottom lane i'm like okay <laughs> okay and then and then i'd get some sick disruptor plays and, then, and they'd be like frank that was a great play and i'm like cool does that mean i get to play sniper next no <laughs> it's oh, not allowed man. but yeah, yeah. The highest of highs, the lowest of lows, Dota 2 in stores now. We had <laughs> we had Derek play a game with us. Well, no, you're going to call this him game out before. right now. Oh, this no, is I'm going to call I'm going to call you out because for some reason this is hilarious. The decision was to put him on position 1 because all, all you have like, to yeah. do is hit creeps and, and enemies. That's you don't have to think too much. Enemy, dude, dude. Wow. it's not an easy fucking thing to do. You can't just put somebody that doesn't know how to play on one position. You literally can't win the game if your carry is not competent. I have, I have, since, I have since changed my mind about this and, and agree with Alex. 
Oh, you have? If, okay. If you oh, have an 100%. incompetent fifth position that does basically nothing, they can show up and cast an ult occasionally, and, and it has like some effect in a fight. If you have a Sven that literally can't purchase items, he has <laughs> zero effect on your game like, whatsoever. Like, like you are not... literally 4v5ing. This isn't an exaggeration <laughs> on the not purchase, like can't purchase. He, like, I would look in Fountain and there would be literal just items floating everywhere because he is, he's filled up his stash. And it, 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 like anytime he buys another item, he's it would trying. go into the fountain. And then I'm like, no, 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 no. you need to, dra- you need to drag it's that like in your boots in the fountain. He's like, oh, boot, I don't know. <laughs> I bought boots, but it I don't have them. My wand didn't get into like I don't know where's my wand. Why is my wand not? And so yeah, Aaron, Aaron was a great coach and a great friend for you know doing that. Wow. I've I gotta send him a text message right a, now. A great called out so hard on the podcast. <laughs> well, he's not the one that's getting called out. Honestly, it's you. You should have either yeah. been in coach mode, yeah, yeah, but, or you yeah, should have well, been focusing yeah. on him more. Yes, you're so, right. I, sh- I should have been in coach mode. So, so that's that's my other business is along with anti troll defense. Uh, it's also going to be uh, highly unprofessional coaching for professional <laughs> video games. Oh, just create a fiver. <laughs> yeah, oh, create a fiver and just be like, I, hey, man, "I'm a, I'll an immortal." In, I'll come in your Dota game and coach you. <laughs> I'm a what? What's like the highest highest rank in in Dota? I'm a oh, whatever the highest rank is on my second account. <laughs> I'll coach you. Comes in on your like gosh. bronze account. <laughs> yeah. So what you gonna do is you gonna play sniper? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, you bought boots. What are you doing? All right, look, I don't. I shouldn't even apologize. He said sorry. He wasn't even listening. He's playing early access FIFA 2022. So wow. I lost all respect. Oh my gosh! Wow. You expected a person that plays Dirt. early access FIFA 2022 to be able to be competent at Dota? All right, moving on from Dota. Yeah, Rocket on, League. <laughs> We've been on Dota for the entire podcast. Okay, so oh. play a little bit of Rocket League. Got back into that because Aaron started booting it up, and I was like, mm, I should probably boot it up too. You know, I picked up my boost. controller. Uh, 1v1 the kid the other day and realized that Dota and Rocket League make me toxic and probably Brawlhalla too. <laughs> oh, uh, that's because... why I don't play Brawlhalla anymore. <laughs> oh, do because... the games make you toxic or are you just already toxic and okay, in the game? So how about it, the the games? It brings it out. Brings me it back brings to it my out. youth that's fair. and yeah. my. It brings the toxicity that's in my inner side out. Uh, and I basically, I was, it was 5-1, and I told a dude, and it was like three minutes into the game, and I told a dude, GGFF, and he didn't, and I, I just held the ball, like, the whole rest of the game, just didn't wow. let him score on me. Wait, was he even being toxic, or did you just, like, oh, no, just straight up, so like, hard, just beat him so hard, like, I'm moving on wow. to the next one, like, GGFF, so... Woo! Rocket League is uh, one of those timeless games. You can always pick that back up. It's nice. Also, really, uh, if you wanted to get into like esports, I think Rocket League would be like the easiest to watch because it's literally just soccer. So yeah, dude. Yeah. Like Rocket League, uh, like matches. Like my dad watched it with me, and my dad doesn't even like sports, <laughs> let alone video games. <laughs> video games. He's like. The only video game he ever played in his life was Snake on a Nokia from fucking 1998. <laughs> Good game, man. Good game. And, and a Game Boy Advance version of The Sims that he picked up one night after he after he was drinking. He just like picked it up and he was like, what is this? They made The Sims on Game Boy Advance? Yeah, they yeah. Did. it was yeah. not good. It was, it was not good. Really that seems that. awful. Like your, like your first job was like washing windows, and my dad was like, oh, this is great. And then he tried, he tried to play it the next day. He's like, wait, 
I'm playing a game where I have to work. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, so, there's still a lot of people playing Rocket League too. I just wanted to mention that. They, that's the one? Huh? <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Funny, too, funny, 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 funny. Uh, they estimate there's like a, around like uh, sixty some thousand playing right now. So it's I mean it's, you know it's an active game. You know technically Rocket League is a sequel. I was just thinking that. Yeah. To Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Power Battle Cars. That's yeah. the one. One of the best Good video game names dude. of all time. <laughs> also one of the best theme songs ever. Mm. Mm. Valid point. Valid point. Look it up when you get a chance. Hot beats. Well, another game I've been playing is some Pokemon Unite. Uh, I was trying to get through the Battle Pass, which was unsuccessful. Uh, I was on rank 69, which is actually kind of hilarious <laughs> because we had discussed, like, I should play up to 69 and then stop. Uh, yeah. I, really wanted to get, I really wanted to get to 70 because there was the Pikachu hoodie, but I didn't do that. And I launched the game and there's a whole new Battle Pass and there's like tweaks and stuff and the UI looks... A, tiny bit better but now i'm confused on where everything is because they ch- they changed it and i right. used to know where everything was and there's so many menus um mm-hmm. so probably get back into that a little bit since they didn't it's like the next season i guess they launched on mobile and they did launch on mobile which i'm supposed to get a pikachu because i signed up on mobile or whatever or i think that's just how they're doing it with the community uh, as they're giving pikachus to everybody but i, I chose pikachu as my first pokemon what the heck uh, you were supposed to get, so it was either Pikachu or the points that Pikachu would be equal to. Oh, okay. I'll take the points. Yeah, take the points. Uh, another game I tried out was, I did not purchase it. I only got the demo out of the Switch, and Kate and I played WarioWare. Get it together. Did you get it together? Um, was that fun? It it was... Uh, is it multiplayer? It is multiplayer, which is kind mm. of interesting. Weird. You get to play multiple characters, which single player or not, there's multiple characters that you you get uh, to play as. Um, there's Wario, which has a jetpack, and you you know when you hit the button, you dash forward in a certain direction. Then there's a guy that all he does is jump, and he jumps high, and he's like Mario platforming basically. Uh, then there's somebody who throws a boomerang, and then you get to like after the boomerang throws out, you control the boomerang while it flies around the map. Uh, there's a guy that can't move but can shoot stuff. So he's like stationary and he shoots stuff out of his hands. Um, and then there's the last character, which is they bounce constantly. You can't stop them from jumping. And then they throw out like shurikens. Um, so it, it's, I don't understand. Is this not like a micro games game where it's just like uh, complete the task and then the next thing shows up and you complete that task? It is. I've never. Okay. But there are characters. But it also has a ton of characters so that those same tasks are changed up every time, or you do them differently every time. Oh, weird. Uh, so, for instance, there's like one that's like, um, don't touch the candy. And it's like on a platform with like four boxes that, that you have to break. Uh, the guy who shoots stuff out of his hands, that one's super easy. The guy who jumps, super difficult. Like, it's super hard to like hit the boxes without hitting the candy with the jumpy guy. Um, Coming into this conversation halfway through, this sounds like the most fucked up and awesome video game of all time. <laughs> uh, well, if you missed it, it's WarioWare. Get it together. So it's like that. If that ever... explains everything. Right. No, I got you now. <laughs> I got you now. So then there's like one where it's like tweeze it, and there's do there's a statue with like hairy arm armpits, and so you have to like pull out all the hair, or you jump through all the hair, or you dash through all the hair. Um, Weird. 
and and it speeds up as you're going because that's just how WarioWare works. Uh, and it's super difficult towards like rank, you know, 14, 15, etc. Um, it was fun though. I don't think it's fifty dollars fun. I think it's definitely like way overpriced. Fifty dollars. Yeah, it's fifty dollars yeah, for that. And so, uh, when I'm playing the demo though, you could probably get some fun out of that and just keep the demo on your freaking switch <laughs> and <laughs> play through a couple of those little levels. Hot takes. Just play the demo. Nintendo's like. Yo, you want any game with any of our characters in it? Full price. Yeah. Full price. I Always. I was getting the sense of, like, I really missed having the Palm Pilot feel of, like, I don't know, doing the swirl motion or, like, just the things oh, the that DS, are, like, yeah, the DS games. version where it's just, like, it, yeah, it was super clean because it was, like, built for it. And so, like, this one on screen with, like, a controller in your hand, it felt kind of, like, pulled away from the rest of, of uh, what WarioWare is. It felt a little wonky, a little clunky to me at least. Mm. Um, Owen, let's move on to you. What have you been playing lately? Uh, well, I've been playing uh, a couple of things. Uh, one of which is I've been checking out the Valheim uh, update, uh, Hearth and Home. Uh, pretty, pretty solid. I mean, it, it hasn't really you know, given any more combat gameplay but i do appreciate the new building things uh they added basically you can now have glass windows and they've also added in um uh a new mechanic of uh like cooking so the food hp and energy that you have is now different and the different meats that you get from different baddies and things like that uh are cooked differently that'll give you either more health or more energy or both or whatever so adding complexity to the game i see adding a little complexity to the food part of the game uh Dude, and adding food some is already cool tough stuff. man <laughs> uh, and you know, I was kind of like, "Hey, I'm about this. This is uh pretty solid." Um, so that was that's been a nice thing to kind of go back through and kind of build some things. They they at some point did some updates on uh the like elevation slash um topography, so you could like build, uh, you could like dig down or raise the earth up easier than their old system so, but i didn't notice that until i was back playing the update so hmm. it was nice uh and it was pretty solid and um you know i don't understand why the people that are making this game are getting death threats over it because it's just an update and it's free and it's a game in open beta so i don't know why anyone has any complaints but it's a game and, and i mean also when the game came out in open beta i mean it was it was solid. Yeah, I mean, we played it a decent chunk. And I mean, if I remember correctly, the game was what, like 12, 15 bucks, something like that? 20 bucks. It's also, it's 20 also bucks. tiny. Yeah. The fact that they're able to fit so much of a game in such small amounts of actual storage space in your computer, and it runs so well, and it plays so interestingly, and it's so cheap, I was like, this game is just worth checking out for anyone who has any amount of uh, curiosity in it. Mm -hmm. Not... Um, not not to go off on a tangent, but I, I, I feel like Valheim was, it came out in like a perfect storm it really of, of, of what was going on. Like everyone's at home. Everyone's missing, missing out on the social aspects of life that they're used to, that brings them comfort. And suddenly this game comes along that's cheap, it's accessible. And, you know, it's, it's, it's got those, those hooks that you want. 
Yeah. It it definitely came in in the right time of uh you know the pandemic starting and everybody looking for games to play with friends because I think that was one of those things that we latched uh, latched onto along with things like Among Us because it was just like hey it's easy to pick up it's fun to play uh you know it, so uh I thought it's that was a, pretty solid I think those add to the low barrier of entry too like you don't need to have like a ton of knowledge about how to play that certain style of game. Like, you know, among us has a very, very low barrier to entry. It's yeah. very easy to play. Very fun. Valheim was, I mean, it was definitely more complex, but it was still fun and easily accessible to a lot of people. Yeah. You yeah. Just, I, you know, you collect wood, build you, house. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You find, you find your role. I mean, yeah. there, there's essentially four roles in Valheim. There's the builder. There's the explorer. There's the housekeeper. Who's just, that is, sounds fun is always an OCD just person who's like, guys, guys, deer hides don't go in this chest. They go <laughs> in this chest. That was Chad. That was deer hide chest. Chad having our entire like organization of the village, <laughs> which I I don't know how you're able to keep it all so well. Like it worked so well. And then I like went off and made my own castle and I've just got fucking chests of random shit everywhere. Oh my gosh. And I hate it so much. My friends literally have chests stacked wall to wall. And then they're so close together to where you have to aim like pixel perfect. Oh. <laughs> and then they just throw everything in the chest. And I'm like, guys, why is there like a feather in, in like 40 of these chests? And it's just a single one. Like, put them together. And then one of them was like, listen, if you're going to want organization, none of us care. So <laughs> you're going to have to do it. And I was just like, why are there random broken tools? I actually, like, I, I forgot how to delete items. I don't even know if you can. You so can't. Actually, that, was, that was one of the big things in the update is you, there's now the obliterator, which you just throw everything in the obliterator and you press a button and it goes away. Okay. Because See, this is the I, only I way to delete stuff. I, I just liked digging a huge-ass pit in the middle of the base with a little <laughs> with a little uh, wall around it so that way it's just like, oh yeah, you know, just whatever, toss some shit down in there. Yeah, I, I went over and mined a huge huge hole and threw some wood over it and then put like two uh, handrails to where you can walk all the way up to it and not fall in, throw stuff in there. And then a monster got trapped down there so we have a friend. There you go. Yeah, I, I ended up using, when I was building my castle, I built it on an island and it's just water on all sides and there's a corner of that castle that I would go to and just chuck shit that I didn't need. Because <laughs> I was just like, goodbye, I don't need this. But now there's the obliterator, so I'm so glad because now I don't have like this graveyard behind my castle anymore. If you have a minute and like you have Valheim updated, you should go into our base and find Owen's fort portal oh. and go D check out his castle. It's actually Chad, really cool. I built, the, I built the, the lighthouse finally. I now have a uh, eight-story lighthouse off the coast uh, that's oh just hanging gosh. out. This, his castle's really cool. <laughs> like, it, it took me... like There's a reason why I've, I have like 200 hours in this game because oh I think 100 God. hours of it was building that goddamn castle. I thought See, I was grinding that game. The the thing is is like I think Valheim was the first game that was a survival build kind of game like Minecraft, Minecraft Ark, any of those things where I actually got creative and got really in depth and actually built something that I was like, this is actually really cool. Like I I I did something here. Frank, I love your house in that game. 
I I constantly pass it and make sure like I repair your house and oh, make sure that, it's that okay. Bum ass house. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude. I, I made like a I made a full on like friggin' six decker friggin' circular house in the side of a mountain. Oh, I gotta that, find that then. That's inc- that's incredible. It's 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 on a it's on a different server, but. And I don't. I don't even think. I think it's gone now. I think I the, think the other thing that here's Here, fall. I think one of the other things that is is really neat about it is that like Chad and some of his buddies were playing on our server and they had like new characters and I was excited to see them stumble upon some of the like remnants of things that either people were building or have built. Uh, and I was like, this is gonna be fun for them when they walk into this world. And it reminds me of like when yeah. we were going through at the start. You know what's amazing about that? Do you remember when Alex built a house and was like, "This is gonna be my secret base," and we all and then we it? immediately yeah. stumbled upon it. The yeah. first like player built thing that they stumbled across was Alex's house. The the, <laughs> the little secret. So base. sad. <laughs> yeah, great secret, Alex. I'm so proud of you. You know, you know that like we have a we have a very large ravine that is to the north of our um the north of the starting area mm-hmm. uh, that cuts off like our base from the dark woods of the mountains that are to the north of us. Uh, and if you go directly north from the starting area, there is a large, and I mean massive bridge that I built connecting the meadows to the, to, to the thing. And I was just like, at some point, Chad and his buddies are going to walk around and just find this bridge and be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and just use it and just be like, this is so cool. Um, and so I'm just, I don't know. I, I really enjoy this game and I really like playing with people and it's going to be very exciting to see people just kind of like pour back in, uh, either a little bit or a lot or whatever it might be and just kind of be like, oh, this is neat and find kind of, uh, the things that are built. I wish there was kind of more content in it as far as like bosses to beat or uh, um monsters to fight but that's kind of not why you're there you're there to build cool shit with your friends and so well well, like you said you got like 200 hours in that game i mean yeah you got more than your money's worth i've 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 gotten my money's worth and you're telling stories about it The, the the greatest thing about you know an adventure is that there's always a beginning and an end yeah i mean you you can't always just have it keep going so you can have you know, tales that you can tell, you know, throughout, but you know, it's essentially like wanting to play a video game forever is essentially wanting to just stay in your twenties and just party all the time. Heck yeah, dude. <laughs> like, wow. Frank's getting I mean, fucking deep right now. And I haven't even <laughs> listen. I've been, I've been drinking. Yeah. So. <laughs> Damn man. That'll do it. You're not you're not wrong. Um so to get undeep for a second, my friends building uh giant dick. Th- no, they're the house. They're oh. trying to build a roof. Um they figured out that the building mechanics aren't as straightforward as place wood, it'll stay. Yeah. Um, I think so, that's the biggest thing that I love about that game though. Yeah, no, it's really cool because you actually have to have like foundational pieces and uh they spent I, I think my friend said that he was uh on there for about two hours before he the other friend got on and they spent about like four hours trying to put this roof together before i told them oh you have to put foundation pieces like there needs to be pieces like touching the ground to make sure that there's like strength going all the way up yeah as soon as i said that it was fixed and he was like i where's the noose 
<laughs> remember remember when we were building the longhouse mm-hmm. and we couldn't figure out how to do the top center of the longhouse because yeah. we didn't have enough support and then aaron just shows up and he's like oh no you just need like a substructure here and just builds a fucking bunch of scaffolding <laughs> and then it just worked and i was like what Aww, the shit yeah yeah see that like it's like wood construction work okay sign me up <laughs> uh, done. yeah no that like that game is like a engineer's wet dream yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. So I do recommend checking out the new update. It's it's uh very neat. Um, they've added a, a plethora of good things for uh building in your creativity. Um, you might say. Yeah, uh, I've also uh I am back into uh doing some World of Warcraft Burning Crusade Classic. Uh, they released uh, the Phase Two uh, raid content, so I have been playing that because. I just I want to do all the raids in in Burning Crusades because it's my childhood. Uh, as as Frank just said, uh, you know, trying to play a game for forever that is nostalgic to you. Um, you know, I've been living that up. I've also been playing uh, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time again. No, just... hold up, hold up, rewind it back for yep, just like yep. you know two minutes. Mm-hmm. They released a Burning Crusade classic, so they're essentially just re-releasing WoW. I feel like if you yeah zoom into the future far enough, then they'll be at retail at some point yeah. in classic, well, right? Well, and then you like, zoom like, further into the future right. and they re-release classic again, but they don't mm-hmm. call it classic this time. They call it like so, original. Cl- Redux. The way, they're doing that already. Redux. You don't have to go that far. Uh they're redoing the uh like regular vanilla classic. Um because they're like, hey, some people still want to play this, but they want to just have fresh servers and things like that. So they're going to do a fresh server start for that so, at some point in the future. So like three, four years from now, some friggin' influencer on YouTube is going to be talking about World of Warcraft Cataclysm Classic. Cataclysm. I think so. So I think the 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 major kind of thought process behind this is I think a lot of people think that Wrath of the Lich King is going to be like the cutoff point so you'll end up having whatever retail is a wrath of the lich king a burning crusades and then a classic Mm. and those will be like the variations of the game i wonder Um, if they'll ever get to the point where they basically just do what they did with diablo 3 where you have like a season and season would have to be longer because it takes longer to do stuff and wow but like they roll a server that's like all right start fresh from the beginning of classic and then like you get as far as you can and this time period, and then we just roll it again, and you can take your seasonal characters Everquest into real servers that. at the end of the at the end of the season. They EverQuest might. does that. Yeah, EverQuest Fuck does that. That. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> awful as far as MMOs um, go. But they might do something. I mean, I don't know. At this point, I feel like Blizzard's just kind of like twiddling their fingers, trying to figure out how to make any sort of money and or not get sued, uh, and they're just failing at both. Uh, yeah, yeah, EverQuest does. Uh, it's called time locked progression servers, and so there's a certain period. It's catchy. You do you do your crap, and then the next time locked progression server pops up, and then and then you know you just repeat it, and then that's it. I you I can repeat. actually see classic like vanilla actually doing that. I can see forever. I can see classic doing it as well, just because of the people that are trying to do like firsts or like speed runs of things and like beat try to be like the first on the server to beat content. Yeah, you can and... essentially just have a speed runner group that Oh god. 
Well, there was also the private community that would create their own servers before Classic came out. Yeah. And they would constantly have to, they, like, they can only last for so long. And so, like, the servers, would, like, fall apart or, like, people would stop managing them and then they just do it all over again with some new management or whatever. And so, yeah. uh, one of my buddies that, that I was doing raids with and such, he, he was in all those private servers. And then he did Classic and he's just like, I'm going to do it again if it does it again. And I'm like, oh my gosh. So much. So yeah. much level 60. I'm I'm not I'm I'm probably going to wean myself off post Burning Crusade because Burning Crusade was like the point for me that I was like really into it and I was playing it after school every day and I was also just bad so I never got to do the raid content. Plus so the fact that nostalgia. Out, you know? So the fact that I now can go back through that nostalgia and then also beat the things that I was bad at and be like, oh, this is the stuff that I was missing. This is how to play a character good. Um it's kinda nice. Uh, and so I have been, uh, back to that and, um, uh, to, to Frank, to your, to the, the point that you were making of things and, and I, I firmly believe that they're probably going to cap it off after wrath just because of the fact that a lot of the people that were developing and designing vanilla, they, the story was set to end at wrath. And a lot of the plans that they had were things that poured into Burning Crusades, and then later La uh, Wrath of the Lich King. And like, so, what comes after this? Well, I don't know, man. That's why pandas. the pandas and the cataclysm stuff was because of the fact they ran out of ideas and they were just going off on a brand new story arc. So a lot of people are like, this will probably be like book one kind of thing. Like, they'll just do these three off. things and this will be the cutoff. And then everything else will be like book two or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, been doing that, and then also uh, been playing some Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time uh, because it's awesome, and <laughs> also uh, because I'm prepping for Extra Life. So if you want to see yep. me uh, try to do the Water Temple without the water tunic, which is a challenge that Jake inspired, uh, or defeat Ganon with a um, bottle, which is going to be into the other thing I do. Uh, check out our extra live stream on November sixth, which is very, very soon. It's very soon. Hey, quick question about the uh, water temple thing. Yeah, what's the minimum number of hearts you have in in uh, Ocarina of Time? Uh, like, like the, starting hearts. Oh, starting hearts. Yeah, um, I, or the the lowest amount of hearts you can possibly have and still reach the water temple. It's gotta be three, right? You don't have to three? pick up the piece of heart from the. I bosses. was gonna say you don't have to pick up the ones from the bosses. You could potentially be there with only three or four. I want you like to that. beat it with three, Owen. Okay, there's a problem. <laughs> I've already gotten to that point in start my gameplay, and I have way more than that. Turn the game off. Start New start save. Again. New yep. save. Oh. Three hearts, Owen. That's the you, real challenge. You got over a month, Owen. You got plenty of time. You got plenty it's of true. time to get it. You got Aaron, it. Aaron, if you help me break 3,500, I'll do it. I'll, I'll <laughs> wow. fucking do it. What are you at right now? Uh, I'm at, currently at uh, 3,075. Okay. Awesome. All right. All right. You'd have to give him $425 for this. <clears throat> well, uh, I'm gonna need a. I'm gonna need something in writing, Owen. Send it to me. Uh, I mean, if you uh, go to my extra life page, there's already a bunch of incentives already there. Yeah, um, a bunch of incentives. Yeah, I've got incentives for like because I'm gonna play Fuser for a little bit. So if you want to request a song while I'm playing Fuser, that'll be a couple bucks, and that'll run awesome. in there. Um, I'm also since now I got the webcam and I have a bunch of hot peppers. I'm gonna hate my life. Oh and I'm gosh, gonna use some very hot specials on stream you're, as well. You're, now you're that, a psychopath. Dude, Bad idea. Yeah. 
you're gonna fucking need an extra life after eating that <laughs> oh, <yeah>. shit. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Uh, that's gonna be a terrible idea, but that's why you know, hey, incentives so I can raise the money for the kids. Damn Caleb, right. Let's move on to you. You haven't said much in the last. Uh, I don't know how long we've been doing this podcast. Hour. About an hour. Yeah, yeah. Well, all of those are games that I don't really play or haven't played or you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah thinks are trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, some of yeah. them, yes. You, I would agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but I, I, I really like playing two games, which is not normal for me. Uh, one of them is Deathloop. We're going to talk about that in a minute. And the other one is more Wrath of the Righteous. I've been playing tons of Wrath of the Righteous. It's really it's good. your second full-time job, it seems. <laughs> it's, uh, I've been well, having a lot real of fun full-time with job. Now, now this is, <laughs> this is Pathfinder Wrath of the Righteous, yeah. correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got it. He's, yep. You've uh, played 60.9 hours in the last two weeks. Yeah, there you go. More than a full time job. I have to That's select a lot. it up sometimes. Alex, oh, how many God, hours? Not all that damn. much. Not all that many, much. How many hours in Deathloop do you have, Alex, since it came out? Only like oh. 20 something. Only 20 something? Okay. All right. 22.5. I don't want to ask how many hours you have in Cookie Clicker. Uh, <laughs> Frank, let's. Yeah. Yeah, do you have more to talk about? Not really. Okay. Frank, <laughs> tell us what you've been playing. I was really disappointed. I wanted to hear more about Wrath of the Righteous. I love those kinds of games. You have to listen to the podcast from two weeks ago, Frank. Get all you need. (sighs) I know. I know. It's the worst (laughs) having to listen to this podcast. Can't imagine. Guests on this podcast doesn't even listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) That's just because I'm just too cool. So uh, I just had, I mean, I haven't been on this podcast in a while. So, of course, I've played a lot of games. So I really just kind of went back through. Uh, my multiple libraries of video games and, and picked out the ones that I'd like to talk about. Um, the one that I'm starting with uh, is a game called Hell Let Loose. Uh, for for those have, that have been uh, longtime listeners, you know that I am a sucker uh, for large military realistic based uh, yeah milsim shooters. Uh, and no. I think uh, yeah, <laughs> half an hour mission, boys. In Thirty there. minutes mm-hmm. in and out. Good times. Jake's never gonna let that go. Nah, <laughs> never play the game with you ever again. Yeah, but dude, come on. You remember that time that that we were in a jeep and we crashed through a house, and on the other side of the house was like thirty fucking cartel members that all started shooting at us, <laughs> and you were freaking out, and then somebody hopped on the gun. I, it was inc- anyway. Uh, so <clears throat> I digress. Hell let loose. I think uh, so. It's a, it's a World War II uh, based game. I think uh, all the server size is about 100 players, 50 versus 50. Uh, they recently just added uh, the Russian faction into the game. Originally, it was just the USA versus Germany, uh, and it featured a lot of maps in France. Uh, but now that they've added Russia in, it kind of adds in uh, a few more things. I think uh, I think Chad put it in in a good a good sense where. It, like when you boil the components down of Hell Let Loose, uh, it is essentially squad in World War Two. But as opposed to squad, where you feel like you get shot and you don't know why you died and you can't get kills and you don't know what's going on. It feels like in Hell Let Loose, no matter what you're doing, you're still contributing to the game. And it's pretty crazy. I mean, the, the sound design is really good. Um you you have to you have to think about what you're doing all the weapons are you know like punch real good um and i think it's a really fun game 
when you have a whole bunch of people uh, together. I mean, playing solo, you can make the best of it as you will. Also, as far as uh, games that have a medic class go, I think this is one of the best uh, because you can just shit talk everybody. <laughs> you're like, you're like, dude, listen, friggin', yo, Cro-Magnum, man, I've, you've gotten shot like five times coming up to the same <laughs> spot. You die again, I'm not getting you up. But I then like they it. die again, and then you don't get them up. And then you walk <laughs> up to them, and, nice. and, and, you're, and you're like, I told you! <laughs> I can't like, walk chance? back from like, spawn. It, it, it turns which is out actually a that, punishment. that when five times you look through a window, you get shot in the face, this time isn't going to be magic, son. <laughs> the only thing that's magic is, is, is the fact that that your brains have exploded out of the back of your head six times, and I'm still able to get you up. <laughs> that is pretty magical. <laughs> that is. Um, so I don't know. I don't know, Chad. I think I think uh, you you've played a couple times, and I think Tra- Travis has has popped in. So I I was just curious curious on what your thoughts on the game were. I I think the game's great. I think um, was it in early access when we were playing it? And is it yeah. still? Yes. It's out now. Oh yes, it's out now. Okay. Oh, it is. My yeah, my 1. biggest 0. issue with the game, and I don't know, I feel like it's just design. They needed to like do some more work on the the design of um not being able to render in stuff further away from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my biggest issue though is the frame rate and how my mouse feels in that game compared to other shooters. Like I feel like there's a little bit of an input lag on my mouse. I don't know if the, if there's mouse acceleration or what, but I th- other than I, that, I think, the, I think the game feels a little stiff. Yeah. Other than that, like the game is like fantastic. And it's, if it's something that like, uh, you just want to kick it back with some friends and, um, get into sh- some shenanigans and, uh, get into an alleyway where there's like a tank shooting at you and you're trying to get your, rocket bro to to shoot it but then you know everybody keeps dying you got spawn it's great it's it's a lot of fun it's a lot of shouting yeah, the, a lot of the fact <laughs> that you can spend half an hour in a match with your tiny little team where your mission is just i'm gonna i'm gonna blow up that fucking tank <laughs> and and then when you do you're like yes yep. and then and then just some armchair sergeant who's the commander of your side is like hey great job taking out that tank guys <laughs> great, I think also great if job, I played guys. more I would figure out when I actually kill somebody because there's sometimes that distance that I have shot somebody and Frank's been like oh nice shot and I'd be like I killed him you're like did <laughs> I did I get him well I mean the thing is right you're looking through iron sights like yeah. most of the guns don't have scopes so you're just looking at a little blip and then you shoot and then you have recoil and you're like uh <laughs> I don't see anything <laughs> I, I think the, I got him the kill feed see if you got him no, I like it, like a little I recognition think, there, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, another game that I've been playing uh, is uh, Civilization Six, um, an Owen classic. <laughs> I I I love me some Civilization. I always have since the very first one. I don't I don't know what it is. I I just I always just want one more turn in all those games. Um. <laughs> And it, it it it's odd seeing how I feel like I'm getting a little old because yeah. I I don't like what Civilization Six is doing. I feel like I, I feel like it's it's fucking up my civilization. Seems like that general consensus almost. Okay, okay, really? I, I'm I'm glad uh, I'm not the nice. only one. 
Like, I feel like I, I've seen a lot of stuff where people are just, they're not into six and they just go back and play five again. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, feel, I be, think six is better, but. <laughs> I mean, I feel, I feel like six is just too divisive. I, 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 I feel it just kind of lays everything out right, right for you. I mean, I thought that the district aspect of the game where instead of, you know, taking each tile and building things up, you, with your workers, instead of having your workers be like limited and then you, you build it up to actually have the city build things up. That was interesting, but I don't know. It just wasn't pulling me in. Also, I did not give a shit about any of the civilizations that were in civilization six and it was on sale. And so I got like all of them and I was like, man, all these <laughs> uh, like, are they not just the same civilizations that have always been in civilization? <laughs> no, they're, they're they're pulling out these like avant-garde, like nobody knows about them. Yeah, leaders there's like the Polynesia area. or whatever, which is yeah. dope. And then, but that, but like, who the fuck cares? I dude, Polynesia is the best. You should always I d- play Polynesia. I just, I just want to <laughs> play Genghis Khan. Mm, can yeah. you not? Genghis Khan ain't in the game. Really? I think, I think Kublai Khan is in it, but fuck that guy. um so but the reason why i was getting into civilization was that i wasn't getting enough done around the house so civilization was a good game to play where it's like okay play a few turns get up go do something come back do some more and then and then go back and then eventually get tired because i i just that that game just doesn't pull me in like uh, civilization five um the 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 last game that I want to talk about before we dive uh, into a total hellhole uh, is a game called Hard Space Ship Breaker. Good enunciation. Uh, yep. It's, uh, well, <laughs> because if I say it with, with my main vernacular, it might sound like something else. <laughs> ship Breaker. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I purposely said Ship Breaker. Yep. That's, that's how we say it. Um, uh-huh. I, I love this game. So it, it's it's a game where you're just a uh, like a junkyard worker in space. Um, you you come in, you're immediately brought under uh, into debt in like the billions of dollars to to get into this job, and then the entire time you're working off your debt and just you do like this modern society. Yeah, just wow. like modern society. And and you do this by taking derelict ships and breaking them apart. Um, this game has a very complex physics engine. Uh, you have to approach the ship. You have these like uh, different scanners you can use, and they have these views that that very much remind me of uh, something that you would see in like an '80s sci-fi movie, very aliens esque, where you can tell if a compartment is pressurized or not. And if suddenly you breach it without properly venting it, suddenly you could have an explosive decompression. You could have explosions throughout the ship. So you have to very smartly take apart this ship and then bring it to different areas. And you start to get tools and all these things. Um, But the thing that I love the most about the game is the soundtrack. The soundtrack in that game brings me right back to Firefly. Like Greg Edmondson, a lot of twangy guitar. Nice. um, Like very minimalist. Um, like I, when I need to concentrate at work, that's on my concentration playlist <laughs> because it, it's very much in the background. It's, but it's smooth. I, I, it's, it's great. 
and and you're always against the clock. You only have 15 minutes per shift. And at the end of the shift, you have to like what you get is what you get. So if you don't get enough salvage, um, you know, you have costs where you're renting your your hazmat suit and your tools and all the all the tools, disposable tools you use. So you might end up having a negative balance. So you're very much trying to rush, but also play safe. Um, and and I've definitely gotten into some bad situations, but it's it's a game that's very zen. I would recommend it to to anybody that uh, just needs a little something that's uh, kind of relaxing but also engaging at the same time. Yeah, it seems really chill. I hear uh, business is booming in the shipbreaking business. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's a good. It's a good tagline for them. Uh Jake, what's up? I know you have one game you've played. I do, in fact, and <laughs> it is playing... the game. That everybody's yes. going to talk about. Do you want to just intro us into the game section so you can talk about this one game? Sure. So I've been playing Deathloop since Man, it came out. Fuck that game. <laughs> What's wrong with Deathloop? Um, no, I'm just kidding. Okay. Never heard of it. It is. It's uh. It's by Arcane, who are the guys who made Prey, the new Prey, and Dishonored. Oh, so it sucks. Yeah. Exactly. Whoa. You got it. You got it. Whoa, buddy. Uh, but it's it's really fun it is you are playing this guy and you are stuck on an island that is reliving the same day over and over again uh and so your objective is to kill these eight guys these eight visionaries uh but the issue is they don't like to hang out with each other they're all in different spots and most of them are only available like at a certain time so you've basically got to keep going learning stuff to figure out how to trick them into all getting together so you can kill like four of them in one go and get all eight in one loop uh, I haven't finished it yet, but so far it's really, really good. Hmm. It's a blast to actually play the game. Just running around shooting people is so much fun. Yeah, so fuck that game. <laughs> I think a lot of the issues you were bringing up earlier, Frank, will have in common, even though I still like the game a lot. A lot of us think... Spoilers, dude. ...that this game might be considered too easy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's no there's no difficulty settings, right? There is no, no difficulty setting. No, no. It's just set to easy mode essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Is there PvP? There is. There is. There is, yeah. So you can go, be invaded by That'll a real person mode. that is playing Juliana. And the difficulty spike when that happens is so dramatic. <laughs> it's huge, yeah. It is the only <laughs> difficult part of the entire game. Yeah. It does add a lot of tension. That's, that's yeah. Cool. So I I do have one question. I've never played as Juliana before yet. Uh, okay. Does yeah, if neither. you're playing if you're playing as Juliana, do you know where Colt is? Not Colt being the main character. No. Okay. I don't because, believe so. Because do all not. I've done is you know is a, be, it, but... yeah is a is I get close until I hear them moving because they almost Juliana in my game almost always has the blink ability, so I hear it go off. And then I just get up high and hide and I just sit there and I wait until they show up and then I and then I kill them. Yeah, it that is probably like the only stealthy part of the game that I feel like I have to do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it in no way requires stealth to play. Nah. I, I, I think that's so I think that Deathloop's uh, like design overall design is genius. I mean, it's taking a whole bunch of different concepts where you have the the deus ex or the dishonored type 
um, you know, multiple solutions to the same problem kind of genre. I don't know if that has a genre name. Um, I've heard immersive sim. Yeah, I saw people using immersive sim, and I was like, is that really what that means? Like, that's not how I would describe it, but that's (laughs) how it seems like everyone else. That that sounds like somebody that wants to justify playing Second Life. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, Um, I don't know. where, Where you take that, and then you take almost like a roguelite sort of experience where you start out with nothing, and you lose everything at the end of a loop, and you slowly kind of build things up. Um... And then just with uh, overall kind of stylish adventure game that's sort of similar to, uh, I guess, Prey or Bioshock, um, where you where you have this kind of fantastical world and situation. I think I think they really they took something that could have just been like, oh yeah, it's another Dishonored game, whatever. I mean, you wouldn't say whatever; it would be enjoyable, but it, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but they, they really, really made nailed. It- the atmosphere, yep, and the setting. I think the characters are really good as well. Characters are super oh, good. The voice the, actor for Cole, voice actor, for amazing, Cole is so great. Is just like uh, the interplay between Colt and Juliana is definitely the highlight. They just they have such great chemistry. They're very yeah. fun characters. She calls yeah. you on the radio and is just like, "Hey, what's up, you piece of shit? Like, I just murdered you. How's that feel?" <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Stop being mean to me." It's just it's very fun. And like, the fact the fact that he's like, yeah, I did this. And she's like, yeah, I know. And he's like, well, <laughs> you don't know I'm going to do this. And she's like, yeah. I know. Just like, I he's like, well, do know. shit. I think yeah, the I, most irritating thing in that game, not e- the difficulty is irritating how easy it is, but even more irritating is how it how it handholds you to the solutions. Yeah. Yes. It's it drives me insane. There was one time I killed one visionary I'd never seen before. First time I ever went to that location, killed her, and it was like, Colt was like, well, I guess this is the only time I'll ever see her, so I have to shoot her at this time. Oh, uh, yeah. In that location. I'm like, there I is. have no idea that's happening until he says that. Yeah. I haven't in any way figured it out myself that that's the only place she is. See, that's... <sighs> so annoying. So, so I was so hot to trot on this game for the first, like, seven hours. Like I was, I was like, "This is game break. This is groundbreaking. These guys are fucking doing some crazy shit. This is amazing. Graphics are great. Voice acting is great. And this game design, this whole game concept is is incredible. I love it." And then the handholding started coming up, and I was like, "No, fuck that. I want to get a cork board with some red yarn, and I want to start taking pictures and writing notes <laughs> yeah. and putting things up where it's like, oh yeah, in the afternoon, in friggin' what's the name of the town?" Uh. I don't know. Wow. Up down. The names of them. That's up, one of them. Yeah. That's one up of them. Dom. Up dumb. Up dumb. So like in the afternoon and up dumb, I know that these guys are digging a hole. And when they're What's digging up, that Dom? hole, yeah, suddenly suddenly you can like get in there and that gives you access to like one visionary that or one thing that if you do that, that in the evening throws something off that lets you just like do all this crazy shit. But instead the game just kind of does that for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, I actually and, like towards the beginning of my play. I was actually doing it manually without even really paying attention to the stuff in the in the tracker. Like the the whole thread with the um the fireworks building that explodes. Yeah. I did that like naturally without following the the quest line for it. And then it filled in like a bunch of spots in the tracker that was like, oh, it would have totally just told me like step by step how to do this if yeah. I didn't go figure it out myself. Right. But also Weird. I think that's like like that 
sequence is one of the cool like parts of this game like how how you realize that stuff changes throughout the day like if you show up in that location later in the day the building is all burned out and you can't get any information from it so you realize oh i need to come back like in the morning and make and like change something and make sure that this place doesn't explode at some point in the afternoon Mm -hmm. and so you go do that puzzle figure that out and then you can come back later in the afternoon and you get like another piece to the puzzle on like stuff that's inside that building and it's really interesting is there no way to turn off this tracker mechanism you guys keep talking about not really it's just like your your quest journal essentially you could man just, just never look at it. it. You could yeah. ignore it. Yeah. There's still problems with that because it like pops up on the side of your screen when a new thing occurs. Sure. I also yeah. Yeah. don't. Yeah. Not look at. I don't. Why would they not? Sticky is, note? I don't think it's built well enough for you to actually thread it together. I think there are enough jumps where okay. that would be a frustrating way to play. So this yeah. fireworks thing is like a, a it's a it, sideline case where you're able to put it together, but in most cases there's like a jump between you did, logic. Like you, if you really wanted to, I bet you could. But I think there are some like that lady who only shows up one time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, unless you're going to exhaust every time. Yeah. You know, mm. it, the best way to know is to do it and have Cole go. Oh, I guess she's only here now. Yeah, it's man. I would like there to be some like information. That does seem like a the la- game that tells you that. That's and not that like him telling. Like the way the game's structured, there's essentially like four maps that you can choose to go into, and there's four times of day that you can go into them. So okay. on each of those, they're like, this person is here at this time. Like you can go invest, you can go try to kill them. You can try to get more information on them, etc. But you got to do it like right now. And this is like, this is the path to figuring out the next step in the, in the process. And then once you like go there and explore the map during that time of day and go kill them and scour their office or whatever, and find the note that it wants you to find, then it'll update your journal and be like, all right, cool. Now I know this piece of information, which will tell me that they're actually here now. But if I do this, they'll show up here later. Or that one I can understand because that's in-game content that gives you information about what you're supposed to do. The thing about him talking seems like a lazy way to, like in my mind, I haven't played this game, but well, in my mind, I'm he says that. You but then sit- you go look at your your journal, and there's like it's basically like a web. Like there's the these are the visionaries, sure. and then it spreads out to like eight separate lines. And there's these lines I get to follow to figure out how to kill these visionaries. And then that one specifically is like, it, it has a check mark at the end of it. It's like, yep, this is the time that you kill her. This is yeah. this is it. Yeah, see, so that's you dumb. Have to do it. I could understand if, like, for instance, you were like hiding behind something or above something, and you overheard someone saying, "This visionary comes to this spot at the same time every day as a moment of reflection yeah. or something." Right, but, and that happens, but not. You essentially do case. that. It's just sometimes. weird that it's that it's chosen that the protagonist you're playing as is the person who communicates to you as the player yeah. that this yeah. is the only time this would happen which means why right. would you ever need to go there in the first place like you should I just automatically when you start the game you should know immediately that that person is going to be right there at that time he doesn't say it until you go find the piece of paper that says that she follows the security pro- protocol very strictly and okay, then so he, the- he makes the assumption based on that information that okay she's going to be very strict to the protocol this is the only time I have access to her all right, that's a little. I, don't think better, I even but... found that piece of paper. I just shot her, and he was like, "Oh, that, this is what I have to oh, do." Oh, really? It. Is that yeah. it? Hmm. So maybe there's like some weird threads that they like come together. Threads. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's just one example. Sure. Not yeah. The most sure. glaring one. Probably. It's constantly cool stuff. Like also, for some reason, the temperature drops throughout the day, which I don't really understand. I would think it would warm up. 
it's starts the middle of the, the night. the afternoon, yeah. I mean, but, maybe like, it's just like a storm comes through. I don't if know. If you go in the morning, like, there's not snow really places. And then toward, they go later and there's snow and the ice freezes up. But there's, like, little things like, oh, there's this group of Eternalists that are going to loot this plane. But not until later in the afternoon when the ice freezes up and you can access it. And so, like, you can do that and you get, like, a small reward for that. I Weird. think the kind of structure of the mystery of this game plays a lot like uh, Outer Wilds. Really? That. I know I'm like, none of you really have. Yeah, I still haven't played it. The gameplay is nothing like <laughs> it, right? There's no sure. first-person shooter aspect. But the actual, like, uncovering the mystery, I think there's a lot of parallels. And that game does not handhold you anyway, and I think it is way better. Man, it. that actually sounds really cool. <laughs> See, it, it, wow, I told you about this game before. The 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 biggest the biggest thing for me is that as soon as I saw that the the tracker in the journal kind of became that was the game aspect of it, I really kind of stopped paying attention to like text logs and notes mm-hmm. and um, things yeah, like that. that. You know, I would skim through it, but I'd be I wasn't you know like friggin' mulling it over for details and hints yeah. and things to look into. But like that's also some of the best stuff in the game because the yeah. the voice acting and the storytelling is 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 really strong. It's it's just a shame. But you know I'm just the kind of person who's lazy, so like I'm gonna take the the easy way out. And if it right. just tells me what yeah, it I needs mean, to do, I can't help myself. If you're gonna pick up a document and it's gonna tell you the pertinent information immediately, why read the document? Yeah, yeah. Right. you pick it up, right. it automatically gets added. To, like the piece that you need to know automatically gets added to your journal without and you it, actually reading yeah, it. Yeah, w- without you reading it. Whereas like before, yeah. like I think I think there's there's two of the visionar- visionaries that are uh, that are lovers or secret lovers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I I found that out on my own. I started piecing it together and I was like, oh, shit, like these guys are meeting at this point together. That's a twofer. <laughs> and and then and then I that was kind of that was like the high point in the game for me. And that's when I found the journal and how it was starting to lay everything out. And I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then like the fact that the level design is so diverse and there's a million different ways to get into almost any place but it doesn't matter because the combat is so easy yeah and there's no yeah. then there's no repercussions like i i feel like it's it's wasted just wait in. Yeah. well there's the one visionary that's in like the nuclear reactor place yes that, she's the most interesting one don't like, spoil those yeah so there, I mean, there's some stuff that there's one where it's very difficult to just shoot your way through. Yeah, and I, I appreciated that a lot. It's a good departure from the rest of them, it seems. Yeah, <laughs> I still don't just go full ham and sh- shoot my way through everything. I, I like to sneak through stuff. I mean, I've started just go- I even I turned off invasions. Uh, it got oh, I, really? I really like the invasions, but it was literally there's four time periods a day and I would get invaded four times. Yeah, you only get invaded if there's a visionary in your location you're going. Well, to. guess what? I'm, I fucking, I'm an important guy. I got things to do. <laughs> I'm always <laughs> going where the visionaries are. You know. That is I, nice to know. But turning on the NPC is exactly the same because I can just blitz through it, and if she comes at me, I'll just end her. Yeah. So I, I also, uh, so since it's a time loop, you get three, four times in the day uh, until you have to start the loop back over. I, I feel like the uh, resource economy for uh, infusing or essentially locking in time items, weapons, abilities. 
Yeah, adding it, stuff to your stash is for the next like, loot. Yeah, is like a fucking joke. Like I got oh, everything that I wanted to keep it's so in the loop that, that it came in. And yeah. and I was like I was like, no, I really want to have to think at the end of my loop, like what's the one or two things yeah. I want to keep. Right. I thought because, it was gonna be like a roguelike. Yeah, yeah. because a be, because then it kind of gets into the you get more familiar with the maps. You know, mm-hmm. oh my There's favorite weapon here. is here. I like that gun. And while I'm doing this, I can go and grab that gun. You have to. You, you start to also like getting the loot that you need and and the equipment that you need starts to become a part of how you build your loop. How you exactly. run your loop. Yep. And, Except it doesn't matter. Except <laughs> not even a little it, bit. Yeah. As soon as you get the thing, it's like, oh yeah, I got all my favorite guns. And now I'm good to go. Yeah, I think I, loop one, I got like three purple guns. And I was like, oh, I guess I'm done. I guess yep. I'm done with the loot system now because <laughs> I found my favorites. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like what I want to do with this game, and, and, and I don't know if Arcane Studios, if their engine is is compatible with this, but I would really like, because I feel like this is going to get kind of a big cult following or a big community following. I want somebody to go and make a mod of the game about like two years down the road where they just go in and change that stuff. They re- they remove the journal and and they they add in like a, a little system where they encourage you to like, hey, grab a notebook and start frigging taking notes, nerd. Yeah. And and let you uh, like figure your way out through the game. I, I honestly I don't know if I'm going to finish that game Be because now it has become so easy and like such the roadmaps right there. It's like I the the concept was great and then it was spoiled for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think the problem is like all these terrible things are saying about it. I still like <laughs> love this game. It's like so much it's, fun. It's very fun. It's very fun. The powers are so good. I mean, I will say I have an issue with the power system in that one, you're not allowed to take off the extra lives thing. Yeah, that would that would give you an sure. extra power slot, and the game is easy enough that you usually don't need it. Uh, two, you basically always want blink. Yeah, like yeah. that's just locked yeah. in. Like, no, why would you ever take blink off? So really, you just have one slot to experiment with, and then that is like pretty limiting, I think. You know, I got really excited in one part where you go into the club and you have to put on the thing that makes it so oh, you can't yeah. use your abilities, but you can immediately hack the door and take it back off and then walk back in. Yep. Because it looks like it's going to be like a fun, tense moment where, oh, I only have one life now. This is going to be <laughs> so, difficult. And then, nope. So that was one aspect of the game that I I also think is is interesting where you there's no saving. There's no quick saves. There's no right. quick loads. So, so there is... In everything that you do, there there is the possibility of of consequence with repercussions. So, like if you're looking at a window and you're like, "Oh, that looks like a real friggin' mint way to get into that building," <laughs> but you're looking at it, you're like, "I don't know if I can make that jump." <laughs> you're looking at, I, I, you're like, "I think I could make it." Like that, in in any other game, that would be the moment where you hit F five, you do a little quick save, you try it out, uh, it works great. If it doesn't, uh, you just hit F8 and you quick load back in and then you you look a different way. But I mean, there's there's stakes there that I think kind of kind of adds to it. And I think if if you were able to take the live life slot away, that would definitely put it. So here's here's where I think you make 
uh, death loop from a really good game to a great game. You you boost up the cost for the economy for being able to keep uh, items between loops or abilities between loops. You you very much uh, cut down on the uh, journal and just developer laid out roadmap to beat the game. And then, uh, like, with that, then that also heightens the consequences of death. Mm -hmm. And then that brings it more to a roguelite kind of game that, uh, you know, them shits is hot. People love them games. So... I th- I think I think with the story and the voice acting and the and the graphics, I mean, let's talk about the graphics for a second. That's like the best uh like 60s futuristic kind of look I've retro I've ever future. seen. It's yeah, really the, the the retro future in that game is is hot. It's it's some good stuff. The the question is, why are there faces all over the island? Do they ever get into why there's just giant polygonal faces? <laughs> I don't know, Jake. I, I I don't know. I haven't finished it either, though. Okay. I think the loop system that you now that you bring it up, the the consequence of death and all that, and saving and not being able to save, that actually solves like a major issue I have with Dishonored. Yeah. In that, in Dishonored one, there's a morality system, so you kind of have to decide at the beginning of the game, like, are you going to kill people, or are you trying to do this like a stealth run? And if you're doing a stealth run, which is kind of like the obvious path, then you save a bunch and you load a bunch and it's and you can't you don't get a second chance at targets to make like the run good unless you're loading an old save. The loop system solves that completely. You get infinite amount of chances to try to do things the way you want to do it. Yeah. And also and you can try out different ones. Yeah. And on top of that, like it encourages you to just go with the flow instead of like. You're no you're going stopping. for like a specific yeah you're doing for a specific type of assassination or something like that and then you save scum until you get it it's like yeah I'll go I'll go stealth into this building but like oh well, somebody saw me and now there's twenty dudes here I guess I'll murder all our faces with a machete right <laughs> uh, and whereas in like Dishonored if if suddenly you triggered the whole building you'd be like ah shit and then you just quick load and try again whereas yeah. in in Death Loop. It's like, nah, dude, you're in this situation now. Now you got to get out of it. I know it. We bring it up all the time, but it almost reminds me of Life is Strange again, in that mm-hmm. you can like repeat, mm-hmm. sure, conversations in that game to try to do it the right way that you want. Yeah, I don't know. All right, I hate to have us move on, but we are at an hour and forty minutes, so we're gonna move through these other topics because we still mm-hmm. have other things to talk about. And we've been talking about Deathloop for about Gosh. twenty-five minutes. That's like half as long as we spent talking about MMOs. <laughs> true. I don't true. even want to hear you right <laughs> now. A lot, a lot of things have been dragged out. Uh, let's uh, one, one quick note in games here. Uh, Gloomhaven release date was announced. Yeah, okay, so look. Gloomhaven's coming out October 20th, the video game, coming out October 20th. It's been out in early access for a while. The Guildmaster mode, I think it was, where you could play you know, disconnected missions and stuff. But the, the full campaign will be out in co-op October 20th. So, you know, if you haven't been able to get together at a table due to COVID or other reasons, play online with people. Sick. Yep. Freaking sick game. Freaking say Some would say the best board game ever made. Some would say. Let's talk about a few news-related things. Monopoly. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. No. Unless it's Monopoly with the other rules. 
Monopoly can literally shove itself. Okay, so you're telling me that if you use the alternative rule set for Monopoly, it's the greatest game. It's the greatest (laughs) board game. I'm I'm not. I'm not saying it's the greatest board game. That's what I said. I literally just said said unless it's Monopoly with the other rules. Sorry, what I meant to say was Monopoly is trash (laughs) unless you use the other rules. That's what I meant to say. It's like Anarchy Chess. Anarchy Chess. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, News related things. Couple things here. I don't even know. What is this? Nim, 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 Tembo Direct. Nim, Tembo There's a Nintendo Direct, like right before we started recording. Yeah. Um, I'm going to skip most of the boring shit. Uh, they're putting Disco Elysium on Switch. Nice. I don't, that seems, it seems like a weird fit there, but fine. Fuck it. Um, yeah. Triangle Strategy's coming out next year. I don't think anyone here cares about it but me, but that's that new strategy game from the Octopath Traveler guys. Oh, nice. Mm. Uh, they're adding N64 games to the online thing for Switch. Can I, just, I play Perfect Dark? I don't. I'm going to guess no. I'm gonna the ones be I've the written next down are Perfect Zelda, Mario, and Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, fuck. No Smash? No GoldenEye? Not, look, man, I don't... I guess <laughs> Did you not. say Banjo-Kazooie? I did. I was surprised to say it's not going to be in there initially, but they were like, here are other games we're going to try to do. And Banjo-Kazooie was in there. And I was like, oh, shit, I thought that was like legally impossible, essentially. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Uh, they had a whole section on Deltarune Chapter 2, which seemed weird to weird. me. Yeah, to feature it in the Nintendo Direct, since it's also on every platform, I think. OK. Oh, uh, there was some anime card game. Yes. Which I didn't oh, care Yu-Gi-Oh. about, but it's by Yoko Taro, who's the guy who did Near ah. Automata. Yeah. And I was mm. like, oh, maybe this won't be some anime bullshit. Maybe it'll be cool. I don't know. That's uh, let, let's get into heavy hitters, though. Splatoon 3. Everyone Neat. has been waiting for Splatoon 3. <laughs> oh, I yeah, for sure. Obviously. Uh, but actually, the one actually people here might care about, uh, Bayonetta 3. Yes. Not announced. Okay. Yes. No, they announced Bayonetta 3, like, years ago. <laughs> Did they? Well, yes. I got a trailer okay. with gameplay and stuff. It looks Gosh. fucking rad. They announced it. They're like, yeah, it'll come eventually. Did they? Does I didn't she... actually. I didn't even know they announced it. Does she have gun shoes still? Yeah, dude. Yeah, for sure. All right, I'm in. Uh, and then 2017 the thing... was when that was announced. By the way. Oh my god! Really? <laughs> Dang. That's a that's a pre-COVID announcement. Yeah. That's, a... that's, that's basically old. like 20 years ago. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, the last thing they talked about that I thought was interesting, they talked about the Mario movie they're making? No, what? Yeah. Oh. yeah! So Illumination's okay. making a Mario movie. Uh, and they announced some of the casting. But Sonic did so well. Tom Mario <laughs> is being played by Chris Pratt. Oh, okay. Oh. Weird choice. Yeah, <laughs> wait, can you repeat? Can you repeat that? I don't think I heard that right. Yeah, Chris <laughs> Pratt is Mario. You know, famous Italian actor Chris Pratt <laughs> is Mario. <laughs> Literally, is this, wait, is this an literally the movie, most or? friggin' it's like, illumination? So, yeah, it's, it's, an it's animated, movie. yeah. Okay, so why aren't they just using the voice of Mario? No, Alex, you sound so stupid. Charles Marnett is in it voicing other things. Also, what? Charles, Charles Marnett, whenever I see him in a video, he kind of freaks me out a little bit. He is the happiest fucking dude. <laughs> he is really excited, like, he really, really wants you to listen to him do Mario. And I, I, he, uh, I don't know why. I'm, I mean, he's he not uncomfortable. How pissed must he be that he is in a Mario movie not playing Mario? Do whatever. The dude shows up for like a day and he's like, wow, 
and he gets paid like <laughs> fucking like two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, he's probably doing all right. Yeah, he's doing fine. What else you got? What, what other casting? Uh, Jack Black is Bowser. No, like I said, I'll pass it off to my co-host Owen, <laughs> and he'll take over from here. I mean, go for it, man. I just no, I, no, that no. was the other you're, big. You're one. in it now. Go, All keep right, going. fine. We got Jack Black as Bowser. You got uh, Anna Taylor Joy is, as Peach. Is Dwayne oh. the Rock Johnson in this bitch? Uh, no. Uh, who's DK? Uh, honestly, he DK was interesting. Seth Rogen, I believe. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I, I thought that was. I thought that was interesting. Sounds oh, like a Luigi. You're gonna smoke me some bananas. <laughs> that that one guy from uh fucking um Always Sunny is Luigi. Charlie Day. Yeah. Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito? <laughs> oh my god, I want that so bad now. Oh, Holy shit! Sure. So anyway, I came in, I started blasting. Danny DeVito is Mario, maybe. Oh, that oh. would that's oh, perfect casting. Fuck. Holy shit! <laughs> that's good. I think that's most of them. Okay. Who's playing Waluigi? What a strange decision <laughs> yeah i mean we'll we'll Wait, see illumination has probably made a good movie at some point did i miss did, who's what playing luigi made? charlie day charlie day yeah and chris pratt i think i have the perfect actor for waluigi uh frank you remember that that skinny guy from why the last man oh yeah that dude wait which one the the guy that you were making comments about when we were watching Holy the last shit <laughs> The dude that's literally like a number two Ticonderoga fucking pencil. <laughs> dude, straight vertical. He's got no width. It's all height. Oh, Illuminations made minions. Uh, gotcha. yeah. They're the oh, minions, guys. No. They're, they're also universal because they're doing like the whole, you know, Nintendo park in Universal. Gotcha. So, like hey, so, so whatever happened to the Universal uh, uh, film universe, cinematic universe? Oh, uh, that guy. going at? Well, you know, they had they put Tom Hanks in it, and then they were like, "This is a bad idea," and they trashed it. Wait, Tom wow. Hanks was in it? The MonsterVerse? Oh yeah, MonsterVerse yeah. was a thing. Yeah, because what? they put him in the Mummy, and they were like, "Oh, the Mummy did really fucking bad." Tom yeah. Hanks was in the Mummy. Not Tom Hanks. I'm sorry, Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Tom oh, Cruise. I was Tom like, Cruise. "Where the fuck was Tom Hanks?" In oh my movie? gosh, they made a another Mummy movie, didn't they, with Tom Cruise? Yeah, we I don't had talk about it from my memory. Good. They made another one. I had completely eliminated it from my mind. There, there is that's only not... what three mummy movies, no, and no, all of them have Brendan Fraser in it, and that's it. Wait, hold on. No, wait. We're we're talking about the Mummy with Tom Cruise in it, right? They didn't make a sequel to the no, Mummy no. with no, Tom no, no, Cruise. No, the in Mummy. It. Oh, thank God. With Tom Cruise. Jesus. I just completely forgot this movie oh. happened. Isn't that just Mission Impossible with the Mummy in it? No. No man, terrible. It's, it's bad. Like, Ru- like it's Russell Crowe was in it, and they had him like as like Doctor Jekyll. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they they're like, oh, we gotta lock it down. I'm like, dude, he's just an alcoholic. <laughs> like, it's fine. <laughs> like, you just smash the keyboard over his head. It's like, yeah, no, we he gotta... got back up. Shit, I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else for this Nintendo event? Uh, that was the main ones. I got gotcha. one for you. Uh, uh, the original KOTOR, not the original, yeah. is coming to Switch. Oh, I was, was going to say KOTOR so is coming weird. to Switch. Yeah. I'm honestly not interested uh, un- until they do a like massive graphical overhaul of KOTOR. Uh, so you when they do the which, remake? Which will be yeah, the remake. remake. They're doing a remake, yeah. yeah. Okay, I alright, so they're doing a remake. <laughs> so, uh, counter-proposal, how about you make a new fucking game? It's like actually good. <laughs> KOTOR 3. 
People Here's the thing for it for the, forever. The remake, the remake is being done by not Bioware. Look, Bioware's busy with Anthem. It's been so <laughs> successful they've got their hands full. They couldn't Anthem possibly next, make another Star gotta, Wars. It's game. gotta feel. It's it's gotta be bad when someone else like, shows up, takes your property, and just be like, "Hey, we're gonna remake this because we don't fucking trust you to do it again." I mean, Obsidian is absolutely infamous for doing that. Yeah, that was their bread and butter for a yeah. while there. Yeah, yeah, that like that was their thing. They were like, "Hey, you established something. That's great. Give me your engine. I'm gonna make it a little broken, but I'm also gonna make it really <laughs> fucking cool." Yeah, and that was Obsidian's friggin' shtick for a long I mean, time. It was great. That's true. Yeah, huh? it was great. But All like right. in 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 reality, don't mean to derail it. Sorry, Aaron. I'm no, you're I'm, good. I'm, I'm I'm an absolute friggin'. Uh, Totally yes. blanked on the word. I'm skipping over. <laughs> oh my god! Um, so glad we uh, derailed for this. <laughs> so, like, I I think the reason why we devoted an entire segment to Deathloop is because it's not a sequel, it's not an established franchise, it's not a remake, and but it is a big budget title, and I think in in today's day and age where you have these very behemoth developers like Blizzard. Uh, Activision, you might talk about uh, Respawn, Bioware, Microsoft. you know that I, I guess Bungie, three four three. You know the, the the guys that are in the gaming community, quote unquote, household names. Ooh. Like nobody's putting out anything that's that's really groundbreaking. That's, that's the that's that, the thing, Frank. Nobody's that, putting out. Nobody's putting out, dude. <laughs> No, nobody's putting out anything uh, that's that's groundbreaking, that's creative. It's all built up off something that was done before, and I feel like Deathloop is really kind of something different. So make me a KOTOR 3 that's fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, before we get out of news, Frank, you have two things in here. Oh, shit, I forgot to put <laughs> these in here. <laughs> you want to make yeah, a quick so- note about these two things? Uh, yeah, I just thought it would be a funny concept seeing Elon Musk sitting up there uh, talking about, he's just like, yeah, nobody can make games like me, you know? Uh, this game's going to be about us going to Mars. Uh, and and I, I also feel like if you take Elon Musk's uh, vision, money, and absolute ruthlessness to run a company, this dude could put a game, put a pretty good video game out. I mean, he does that, have the. That, that's all. It'd, it'd be exclusive to Tesla vehicles. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That, yeah, he, or, he's like, play it on a new Tesla video game console. I don't think I don't, I don't think you make a Tesla video game console. I think you'd be able to play it on the Tesla, mm-hmm. or if you have his Tesla home battery solar charging station, yeah. it just like comes with a connection to your TV, so you can play it with that as well. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> only play it when the sun's out, baby. That's right. Only when the sun's out, though. <laughs> only when the sun's out. It's kind of like that uh, that that game on Game Boy Advance what was it called Golden Sun, where depending whether or not you were inside or outside, and there was sun or dark, uh, yeah, the, I, the, I the world of the this. game changed. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a neat concept. It was cool. It was kind of like the Pokemon Go of its age that actually made kids to play video games go outside. Uh, so yeah, that that was the one thing that was just a dumbass note that I wrote down. <laughs> Second, um. So for those that don't know, I think uh, back when we were doing, uh, I don't know, it, as far as the Horizon goes, was the book club also associated with the Horizon? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Expanding so, Horizons, you might call it. 
expand that's Some right expanding horizons so uh one of the books that we read uh for that was a book called legionnaire uh which is part of a a uh, series of books called galaxy's edge um they recently just uh rebooted their quote-unquote season two of books i didn't know that books could come what in season that? hold on yeah um, <laughs> so so essentially what it was was the it was a series of nine books at the end of the ninth book everything that had been building up kind of concluded and but everyone was like we want more and so these guys released a season two because so they had tons of like side stories and side books but but all of them ended up tying into the main nine books at the end and so now these guys are are starting fresh and going into season two with a whole new thing in in mind where they're like okay we're gonna start talking about this and we're gonna start talking about that and i feel like the galaxy's edge series uh as far as books go um i think the authors are really good at writing visual or writing visually uh they they write through metaphor which for me i speak through metaphor a lot so it very much suits like my as a reader like i very much appreciate that um but also, I feel like these guys are picking up the mantle that Star Wars totally dropped. I feel like these guys, because I mean, the, the whole series is essentially Star Wars. If, if, if you bust it down to its brass tacks, like, you know, way in the future, whole galaxies like taking over. The, you have a planet that's just it's dedicated to doing this one thing, even though in reality, that's never the case. Um and so I just wanted to kind of give it a little, uh, give it a little hard press, you know, little, little, um, little pull, little punch, little push. Cool. Speaking of Star Wars, so you're just gonna beat it up. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, yeah, no, I, they, they they already had uh, the first two books, and I read both of them in a matter of a week. Wow. And they were great. All right, check out this transition. Book. Speaking <laughs> of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, What'd you guys think? Yeah. Was it good? Did that I enjoy it? Solid. Yeah, I liked okay, it. All right, Very yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think it was too much. Was it as good as Visions? <sighs> Has anyone else watched Visions other than me? No spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. No spoilers. Studio Wait. Trigger came to fucking play. Excellent. I mean, they always do, right? <laughs> Excellent. I, I don't um, know. I don't know what we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, what the about. fuck is Visions? Okay. It's like an... Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, so it's a anthology series that they did on Disney Plus, and it is uh, Star Wars stories told by, uh, what, nine, eight different anime Animation studios? studios. And mm-hmm. seven yeah. studios with nine oh, episodes, right? So so it's the Animatrix. It's yeah, the it's... Animatrix, but for Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, so there's there are all these different uh, stories and things that are being told, and they're all like 15 to 20, 25 minute you know, episodes, and they're all different, and they're very interesting. All of them have different animation styles, because they're all different from different studios. Animatrix. Um, and <laughs> it, it is blatantly not canon in all of the best of ways, and the stories are just exhilarating. It is Is fantastic. it not canon? Oh, they it is really? blatantly not canon. Cass is it not canon Kennedy because it seems like it's not canon, shit. or do they actually say it's not they, canon? They've, they've said this is not canon. Dot dot dot. 
right now which okay, means what do you mean right if, now i hate disney with their it's because, <laughs> and stuff no it's if because it, if what disney's doing is just well going enough, we're like, not yeah. gonna do this as canon unless you really fucking like this story and yeah. then that one is canon and we'll do an entire fucking like book on it or some shit right man so right. dumb yes yeah but like it's it's very good Star Wars telling, and I highly suggest all of you to watch them because I know that a bunch of you are Star Wars fans. I know a bunch of you are anime fans, and seeing some of the anime powerhouses come up and just be like, yo, we're going to take a stab at this. And I was like, oh, no, this feels great. Like the the Studio Trigger one feels like they just took Kill a Kill and put it in Star Wars and I've never loved something so much. It is, <laughs> it is an amazing piece of media. And apparently they did two episodes, so I'm excited to see what the second one is. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Trigger did two. There's one that's by the studio that made um, Made in Abyss. Yep. I don't know Jeez, whatever Citrus, studio did right? the first one, but it is it is art. Like <laughs> it, it feels so Miyazaki that I'm just like... Mm. Holy fuck! This is beautiful. <laughs> and probably like, made in abyss people. Yeah, like I, I was, I was sad that the entire story was so like beat by beat. You know exactly what's happening, but like, because it, it's just been kind of like a tried and true. Like, oh no, we're villagers and bandits are coming to our camp and, and and pillaging us, and we need very powerful people that have swords to save us. Oh please, <laughs> Mister Lightsaber Man. Um. Like, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, you've heard this, like, a million times, but they just do it so well that you're just like, this is still fucking cool. That's awesome. <laughs> and, like, See- seeing the samurai, like, the samurai, like, lightsaber katanas, I'm just like, I need these in my life <laughs> so bad. See, that that's a really good transition into uh, this series called Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going wow. back. We're going back around. I see what you're well, doing there. Well, I th- I think the the greatest um, sort of strength of Star Wars is the fact that you can tell multiple different kinds of stories all in the same universe because you kind of have an establishment there. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like where where Disney is a is a multi billion dollar corporation that's just trying to make every everything inclusive and all these things. I think this is quite bold for them. Uh, Whereas with Galaxy's Edge, you can you can do some some pretty crazy shit with it, and there's actually been a lot of uh, authors that have been quote unquote guest authors that have that have come in and made their own little series and and everything like that. Like the Animatrix. Like the Animatrix. I see. Well, no, like <laughs> there, there's this there's this one author that's just been writing the story that uh, is a is the sci-fi equivalent to the war in Vietnam, and. And all that stuff, and it's been it's like really cool, and it <laughs> ends up tying back into the book. It's it's great. Tin Man, look it up. Tin Man. Speaking of Disney, oh my gosh, stop with that's that a, transition. That, that's, that's a ridiculous. great transition. Here's what I was gonna say about Disney. Derek and I were talking earlier. Uh, Shang Chi was supposed to be released 45 days after it was in theaters. Uh, Disney has recanted on that. They're not doing it anymore what? now. Now it is going to be released in mid-November for Disney Plus Day, which is the two-year anniversary of Disney Plus's release. Oh, oh, Disney okay. Plus has no. not Plus been out been for out two for years. years. Yeah, that years? is my question. What? Go the fuck home. I'm like super <laughs> excited that all these major corporations have to have days named after themselves yeah. now. It's so fun. It, uh, it is the it. second anniversary of Disney Plus, 
and it is called Disney Plus Day. They're going to release Shang-Chi, Jungle Cruise, uh, Home Sweet Home Alone, which is the new Home Alone show, uh, Olaf Presents, and uh, Ciao Alberto. Again, give me something new and unique. <laughs> they also are having some like special look towards the future for the MCU. I don't oh, know what specifically that off. means, but I mean, that's what they have to yeah. do for all the MCU fans out there. They're just like, ooh, hey, oh, we got a 30-second spot. It's going to be some really cool stills. Buckle yeah. up. You're My just going to see blown. a giant blue four go onto the screen <laughs> yeah. and like a little musical score, and that'll be it. Yeah, I want to know it. who is on their PR team that is just like, <laughs> hey, we already gave ScarJo middle finger. Let's give her a double middle finger by yeah. not releasing it on, on Disney+. Plus. Like, what? What? Yeah. It doesn't matter, dude, because like the mass populace fucking like anything comes out for Star Wars, the MCU, anything like that. It could literally be a picture of a half eaten fucking cheeseburger and somebody <laughs> could say it's uh, something from the new Captain America movie. Or whatever. <laughs> it was people, eaten by Fat Thor. People will be fucking jizzing by the buckets over Wait. that. So, or just by the shot glass that gets cleaned this, when it flips over into that little thing. Is this Disney Plus what Day? I, I don't know if it was clear or not, but is it later than it would have come out? Yeah, it is or earlier. Know. It was don't. supposed to come out. It, oh. it, like mm. Disney Plus Day is November twelfth, which is like almost thirty days later than what Shang Chi was supposed to be released. Wow! I'm, so it's I'm, basically I'm, the ninety day uh, timeline that they usually are going to do. Yeah, I think it's it's pretty close to that. But I think the it all comes from they realized oh shoot Disney's our stupid. movies are going to do great in the theaters. We should just you know release them in the theaters yeah. because Shang-Chi did really good at the box office for, you know, post COVID times. I so like I think, how WB is kicking themselves right now. Yeah. And I, on top of this, I think it also uh, leads to people think that this means that they're going to release the next Spider-Man before the end of the year, instead of pushing it, which they were concerned. They're, like there were some talks about them pushing it until the next year mm, because ha- the date has been con- like quote unquote confirmed for December oh, though. Confirmed dates? Give me a break from Disney. Confirmed dates yeah, be nothing now. Yeah, nothing anymore. The that's video game true. pushback has infiltrated the movie scene, and <laughs> it's just acceptable to move movie dates now since COVID. Well, when you don't have a lot of, uh, you, you know, like I guess like before you had theaters that you had to make sure would not leak stuff or get the the physical stuff to them, you know, the of the of the movies, and now you can just be like. Ah, fuck it. We can get it to him later. It or copy oh, paste hey, onto a server. Yeah, don't put it on the server yet. We can delay like, it longer. Do that like two months out from releasing your movie. Suddenly something happens in the news that would make your movie look a little uh, distasteful. <laughs> You'd be like, hey, let's uh, let's take that scene out. Uh, <laughs> let's reshoot that shit. They took the Twin Towers out of the Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. Back in 2001. Yeah. yeah. So... Let's transition over to the most, like, those were just, those are all junk movies. We don't even need to talk about them. We need to talk about the best movie that anyone has watched in this group recently, which is yeah. Good God. Space Jam, A New Legacy. Mm. I watched Alex, Space Jam, A New Legacy. Tell us how amazing this movie is. What a, Al- it, wait, wait. What a terrible a movie. <laughs> what a terrible, terrible <laughs> movie. Wow. Tell us, tell us. I'm honestly you surprised. So- you get so mad at Caleb and I because we do one specific thing when we watch movies, and you did it this time oh. Yeah, I get mad at you guys when you don't watch a movie in one sitting. You're like, watch it in pieces. Oh, I, dude, I watched I Space Jam A New Legacy in pieces because it, I couldn't handle it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad? Yes. You didn't just turn it off? You were like, no, no I'm going to watch it in pieces. I was morbidly curious and I had to finish it. <laughs> Has anybody else here seen it? 
No, I'm not no, watching. No. It after sounds like we're not going to. It sounds okay. really good. <laughs> you don't have to watch it. It's really terrible. Uh, so I have a couple issues with the movie. One of them is LeBron's acting is god awful, and it seems like they just took whatever the first take was <laughs> and just moved on every single nice. scene. I got news for you, buddy. Michael Jordan's acting wasn't that great either. Okay, it's... this significantly worse. Also, the the word I wouldn't even be that mad about it because ah oh, yeah, you're using an athlete in a movie. Of course, it's not going to be great. They have an entire scene where they sit there. And they're trying to get LeBron into movies. He's like at WB headquarters talking to executives and they're like trying to get him into movies. And then he says, Hey, putting athletes in movies, not a good idea. They can't act. You should use actors <laughs> in this movie where he's an athlete in a movie trying to act and he's doing poorly. I was so mad at that scene. He's so mad. Aware. He's just, he's yeah, just nodding think, that he's like, yeah, I mean, they I'm were bad. trying to be like, Hey, look how self-aware we are. And I was like, but you're still bad though. Somebody, it's still bad. Somebody on that writing board who is like 21 years old, but their hip was like, that's so fucking meta. <laughs> then, and then hey, all the other guys didn't know what the fuck that meant. So they were like, yeah, hey, it's got to be good. Put it in. Yeah. The, so the entire plot is like, they go to WB, like LeBron has a son and his son's like, I want to make video games. I don't want to play basketball. And LeBron's like, you got to play basketball and you got to work hard at it. And you got to be dedicated you gotta put 100 percent yourself into this thing or else you'll never make it anywhere because when he was a kid that's basically what his coach told him and then he became an extremely successful basketball player so that's like his idea of how you live life and his son's like right. i just want to make video games and he wants to go to e3 camp and not basketball camp and so like that's the main motivation of the plot is that lebron has to realize that his son needs to be his own person and i think the moral of the story is like they're trying to say the moral of the story is like, hey, you should be yourself and live, you know, like you want to live and not like be forced to do things because people tell you to. You should live your own life. But in reality, they have this elaborate digital basketball game inside the server verse in which LeBron's team with the Looney Tunes gets absolutely demolished. Like literally they're a thousand points behind at halftime because <laughs> one it's not real basketball. It's fake video game basketball and they make up the points and it makes no sense whatsoever. It's just a plot device. And two, the resolution to this issue is we got to get more loony. Like we got to stop being so serious and play basketball for fun. And then they make up a thousand points and come back and win in the second half by having fun. But my mind is blown because the, the moral they're trying to say is be yourself. But in reality, what they're showing is, a person who dedicated their life to basketball and worked very hard to get where they are is actually dumb. He shouldn't do that. He just needs to goof off. So the, the message is like, <laughs> just goof off. It, never, it doesn't matter. The message is just fuck basketball. Basketball sucks dick. <laughs> can, That's a good can, message right there. Can we, also, can we also talk about the fact that, you know, I assume this is kind of branded as a kid's movie? I mean, it is. is, is it, none of these fucking kids know who the fuck Bugs Bunny is. <laughs> It's it's branded as a kids movie, and then that's got its own issues. In that, like Don Cheadle is the villain in this movie, and he like grooms a twelve year old for ninety minutes, and it's yes. very strange and awkward. What mm. the fuck does um, that mean? Because he takes LeBron's son, and he's like, he just like gasses him up to like oh, okay. do the evil thing. I thought I thought you were talking like now he's like doing their hair for like yeah, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> ninety minutes like, and, I, and <laughs> like like just combing it. Just like combing it. I'm like, I'm oh, like, wow, dude, you're right. That is uncomfortable. The other that issue is, I have with this oh, movie God. is like 
part of it is like nostalgia bait. And there's a section in the movie where it's very obvious that they should bring up Michael's secret stuff from the first movie. And instead they're like, like Daffy goes out and he's like, Hey guys, I found Michael Jordan. This is like the halftime when they're down a thousand points. And I'm like, yeah, Michael Jordan's going to make a cameo on this. And then he comes in and it's Michael B. Jordan. Yep, and it's like a funny <laughs> joke. It's like a funny joke because his name is Michael Jordan, but not really. Again. Wow. That's that 21 year old dude sitting in the friggin' writing room. Who's like, that's so meta. That's so meta. <laughs> and then they don't talk about Michael's secret stuff. They just talk about how you have to be loony. And then they win. Oh my God. And what the, my, my biggest issue with the movie out of everything oh, we're not there yet. we're not, we're not, not my yet. biggest I'm issue sorry. my biggest issue with the movie out of everything in the movie is that the entire story is set up to make you believe that you can fly um <laughs> the wb <laughs> so there's back. this there's this nice. thing called the serververse and it's all of the properties that wb owns exist in this digital world and they get sucked into the digital world to play the basketball game right which so does that mean there's the matrix yes the matrix is the world in there also granny does the trinity in the air kick in the middle of the basketball game. Incredible. Um, so the entire thing is like all this fantasy stuff exists inside the digital world. The real world is where LeBron comes from. And the original Space Jam movie exists as a thing that happened that WB put out in the serververse. And so in the original Space Jam movie, when some of the tunes and like the aliens or whatever come out to the real world and steal the powers of the basketball players, that's like not a real thing. That's like part of that story, except at the end of this movie. But so first of all, at the end of this movie, no Bugs Bunny dies. No, what <laughs> a dramatic, ex- no. elaborate death scene for Bugs Bunny in this children's <laughs> film. That ain't that dude, is that so ain't, bad. That, that ain't even that ain't even gonna mean shit to kids again. They don't know who the fuck Bugs yeah. Bunny is. And about five minutes later, when they're wrapping up the end of the film, Bugs Bunny comes back, but in the real world. He shows up to LeBron. No. With no explanation whatsoever no. how that happened. The no. entire movie is set up that everything happens within the serververse because that is the fantasy realm where <laughs> fantasy things can happen. And then at the very last 30 seconds of the movie, Bugs Bunny comes out into the real world. <laughs> what are they trying to say? So I spent a while trying to get fil- figure out like, yeah, well, I don't know. Ooh. I tried looking up like what other people thought about this part of the movie. Some people have theories that like LeBron James is schizophrenic and he's like seeing things at the end of the movie because nobody else reacts to a cartoon character being on the sidewalk at the end of the movie. So maybe it's just something that he's seeing in his head and LeBron James is actually like mentally ill. What is the, what is the state of the internet that people feel like they have to put a video essay together on fucking (laughs) space jam, a new legacy and start getting into the, like, like when you watch a movie, when, when people are like, Oh yeah, Let's look at uh, Avengers Endgame ending explained. So what? 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 What, what do you mean? It's because it's people Explain like me who are very bothered by why this decision was made, and they can't no. wrap their head around it. So they have to sit there and vent to other people on the internet. Yeah, no, it's called interpreting right art, son. <laughs> but are video games art? Yes. Mm-hmm. Good point. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about one last thing before we go, and that is the fact that Frank has opened a brand new Etsy shop. Yeah, that's right. Uh, thanks yet, for uh, somehow you're frozen. also now frozen. <laughs> <laughs> that's as soon as you said Frank, it flashed in the name. Yeah, <laughs> you're unfrozen. You're good. Tell us about you're frozen oh. again. Oh, you're unfrozen oh. again. Tell All us right. about your Etsy shop. Okay, so. I opened up a new Etsy shop, so uh, the a little a little ways uh, before 
COVID, I decided to pick up a new hobby, that being leatherworking. Um, I finally hit the point where I feel like I can start making products that uh, you know other people might want to enjoy. Uh, and no, before you ask, they are not sex-related in any capacity. <laughs> um, and uh, you can find me on Etsy under uh, Cheek Clapper. Wait, hold on. You can't say what you just said and then say it's Cheek Clapper. Yeah. (laughs) Why not? Uh, Why not? It's called subverting expectations. It's meta, dude. I hate this. But I just wanted to showcase uh, one of my latest pieces as an example of what you can find on my Etsy store. We have a little bit of armor here. Uh, created this uh, all by myself, all design. As you can see, the intricacies are vast and absolutely <laughs> non-sexual in any capacity. And, and where can I we find these, clapper. Frank? You can find it on Etsy at CheekClapper69. <laughs> Is it, are, you, are you serious? That's for you to determine. <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to go to fucking Etsy and put in CheekClapper. <laughs> I don't want to hit that chair. I, I, there's a t-shirt that says clappers of cheeks. So that's the only thing that Etsy has. Yeah, no, that ain't it. <laughs> no We've shit. been pranked. I'm trying You've to help been you franked. out. Plug it, dude. Man. If you're going to plug wow. it. Yeah, this is an awful advertisement. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't have an Etsy store, but if you do need any leather goods, hit me up on my web zone. <laughs> Email me. I don't know. What's your this email? Is our best segment. <laughs> Frank, uh, com. I, I don't know, man. Just reach out to somebody and be like, hey, <laughs> can I get a wallet? And then it'll go through like three of you guys. Come back to me eventually in like six yeah. months. And I'll yeah, be dude. like, no, I don't have time. For I don't, that. You're like, no, I don't do leatherworking <laughs> anymore. Sorry. Yeah. Post a comment on this web zone and we'll get you a wallet. <laughs> I'm on the sexual objects now. <laughs> Message us in Twitch chat. Oh, I, 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 I only I only accept cryptocurrency, uh, <laughs> or or I will accept payment with Pokemon Oreos because apparently those <laughs> have value. All the way back to the front. Back to and on that note, we are going. That's to called catch a reach you. around. Oh my gosh! Oh, wow. We're gonna catch you next time. See Hot ya. Damn. Oh. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Chad McCoslin, Frank Rice, Jake John Federkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. We also have a couple new series that we've been working on. One for a custom Divinity campaign and another for a Pathfinder campaign that we've been working on. So make sure you check those out as well. Again, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time.